Oscars or something like that? I've never, yeah, I've never been to one, but there's one like 30 minutes away from me. Yeah, I think there's one in Atlanta. Uh, maybe I'll go at some point. I've passed the one in Boston. I want to go, but there's one in Atlanta, but there's also one in uh, the Brave Stadium. Like oh, okay. the little like mall okay. area. Because the Brave Stadium has like a like a outlet mall outside of the stadium that anybody can go to. And then um, there's even a team store. But on game days, they close the team store from the outside world. So only oh, okay. ticketed people can get into that portion. They can't of the sneak into the show. Sneak I'll have to go. Some friend, I've had some friends go, and they say it's pretty good. But, uh, this is a fascinating intro. Yeah, welcome to the <laughs> intro, everybody. We're over here talking about Wahlburger. Greetings, carbon-based life forms. Welcome yeah. to the Movication Podcast. I'm your host, I'm your... Joe. Welcome to the Blue Cheese Only Podcast. Get, get your blue cheese out of stay, here. Stay your names, them nuts. And that's plural for all of you. Cheese. <laughs> I'm Brady. I'm Cole. I've been betrayed by every one of you here. You left me out of the goddamn it. group chat. You never I responded anyway. for Just you like Jesus join, the Nazarene before me. You have all betrayed me. Nuts. My loved ones have betrayed me. These two dunderheads. I advocated for you to join. Tyler, I don't want to add you. I don't want to bug you, buddy. I By the way, this very... was the whole point for this background was just for me to go on this rant. <laughs> Tyler, I, I just realized what that background was. You, I'm like, oh my I god! I would just mute it, like I do with the band chat and all that. I <laughs> muted miss both all the group fun. chats. Like no, I go back and read it. Week alone. Okay. okay. <laughs> I Tyler, we... Tyler was upset that we uh, we had, had a, a full Star on Star Wars, Wars conversation yeah. without him. I was so. very upset. I'm still upset. Yeah, we can add him and he can just mute. I muted both chats five times this week alone, and it's only Tuesday. Yeah, that's that's what I do. I <laughs> I just you finally like unmuted a, me and Joe's band group chat after like a year, and then it's like it just they started talking about other shit, and then I just muted it again. That's you what the, I Joe, do. You mean the high Joe's like? Chat? No, the uh the actual like text messages. Oh, okay. Joe's that, probably that like, one so that's why you missed that show. <laughs> no, we have we we have a high we have one called High Tyler for the band, and our other also guitarist because just, I got annoyed. <laughs> yeah, our other guitarist like we'll send like links to different videos and stuff. I just ignore it. Like I don't yeah. even look at the the stuff. I'm like, I don't. It's either. not band stuff. I don't care. <laughs> that's why it's, it's basically one guy <laughs> talking to himself. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, but I'm okay. Tyler. It, it's, it's okay. <laughs> All right, so well, you know, let's let's talk a little bit real quick about Star Wars since uh, Tyler's here now. Since yeah, I'm actually being what included, was the, what was the conversation well, we were we, at? We oh, do we do have a loaded show for you guys. Yeah, we like, we're doing more show. than just than just. Hey, this movie was really good, guys. He really liked it. <laughs> that, that was yeah. my impression of Joe. It's nine o'clock now. This will probably it's Thank almost you. nine. This will be over at like twelve, probably. Twelve tomorrow <laughs> noon, <laughs> noonish. Let's hey, go. I'm not working tomorrow. I don't care. We can go. We can do a 12-hour show. Uh, but before we got on, we watched the trailer for uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic, The Legacy of the Sith, the new um, the expansion for that. the game. You two hey, watched it. Oh, oh shit. I was Tyler, busy. Tyler, I was busy setting up the Zoom, making so sure it sounded good. It. Oh man, I had to Google <laughs> how to buy that game because I want it now. Yeah, I was out so here producing the show. Shipping down. I was. I don't even remember the last time I actually bought a game, but I want that. 
<laughs> can we not talk about Star Wars now and just let Cole get his Chippendale dancers out of the way? Okay, yeah, oh my God. So, Cole, you're everybody gonna... mute. Okay. No, so... Cole, you're gonna hang on, hang on. Before you start, Cole, you're getting three minutes, and I want to set a timer right now. No, 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 no. Because nope. we got set a timer. I probably only need three minutes, but uh. Okay. So, so then, what? One and a half? One and a half good for you? Because my ass. Okay. So back in 2014. Disney announced that they were making a live action slash CGI uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie based on the old cartoon. Okay, cool. Uh, we didn't hear anything for a long time. Then about a year or two ago, it was announced that uh, the Lonely Island was going to be involved with it and well, that Andy yeah. Samberg and John Mulaney were going to be playing Chippendale. Okay, now I'm sold. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why I'm like, okay, this could be good. Well, the trailer dropped today. And they're going full on meta with this. It's like Chip and Dale were actors on this show. And now like 30 years later, you know, the animation world has changed. You know, now uh, Dale had uh, uh, basically plastic surgery. He, he, he he's CGI in the trailer and Chip still 2D. And Dale's like, yeah, I had the CGI surgery done. And it's it's this weird meta thing but it kind of works for this. Like, I'm kind of intrigued where they're going with this. Also, at one point in the trailer, you know, they're flashback. They're doing a flashback, and they're like, "Yeah, we were doing the Roger Rabbit with Roger Rabbit." And they show Roger for the first time since like 1991, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Nice. Like, so I think this will be a fun movie. I wish it was going to theaters. It's gonna be a Disney Plus thing, but I'm down, and I love Andy Samberg, so you know that's. It's a win for me. I think this will be fun. Yeah, him and John Mulaney are going to be good together, honestly. Yeah, they they will. A lot of people online were kind of complaining about the voices. I don't have a problem with the voices. I'm like, yeah, yeah the internet no. hates everything. So it was giving said, me it was giving me vibes of Tom and Jerry, the the newest one that came out. Right. And I it was, said it. That was pretty meta too. Um, honestly, I know we we're giving you shit about it, but no, that like the the Chippendales looks fun. It does. Like, um. Chip, the one that wears like the the flower shirt, he's supposed to be like a like a they that's, portrayed him after Tom Selleck, right? That's that's Dale. Okay, the but they they shirt. portrayed him after Tom Selleck, yeah. right? I was like Magnum yeah, PI. It's, it's supposed to be Indiana Jones and Mag and uh, like Magnum. Magnum PI. Okay, that's right. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, no, it, it looked fun. Like I said, it gave me uh, they gave me the uh, Tom and Jerry vibes, and Tom and Jerry was fucking hilarious. I still um, need to see Tom and Jerry. It's a lot of fun. You'll you'll like it. Um, but yeah, so like. I know we we're giving you shit about it, but yeah, no, it actually looks pretty funny. I'll probably check it out. Yeah. But now also, like, when, the... when was the last time the Lonely Island did anything? Jesus Christ. Uh, they did the... Um, um, star. No, they did the uh, unauthorized uh, Bash Brothers experience on Netflix, like, last year or two years ago. Oh, I've been, I, did I didn't know. It's about uh, Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire. It's... it's oh, yeah. also did I was actually just listening to it the other day. Because, okay, <laughs> uh, but Popstar was really good. And the yeah, one, I love their, Popstar. Their songs are good. So I, I think it's a good match. You know, I think they... Plus, Andy Samberg, you know, that everybody from the Lonely Island, that, that era is when they grew up. So I'm like, yeah. I'm sure this is right in their wheelhouse. Definitely. Never really watched it as a kid. No, I think about it. I, wa- I watched reruns. I watched reruns of that and like Darkwing and uh, DuckTales, which uh, Scrooge pops up in, tr- in the trailer at one point. Yeah, I was like, did, didn't Scrooge be duck? Didn't I see him like diving into the coins? Yeah, the, yeah, he's popping out of the co- yeah, like, yeah, live yeah, action coins. coins. And I'm like, yeah, oh my yeah, God. Yeah. I saw that. I was like, hey. And then they're riding My Little Ponies. And I'm like, uh, okay. 
What? Yeah, what is happening here? This is literally a modern Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and I'm here for it. Hell yeah, yeah. I'm gonna dig it. I've just had the Rescue Rangers theme song stuck in my head ever since you started talking about it. (laughs) Dude, dude, in anticipation for the trailer dropping, I was blasting that crap on the way to work today. I was blasting all the old themes. I literally pulled in the parking lot of my work, but windows down with dark (laughs) blasting. Hell yeah. Let's get dangerous. (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm in a Trader Joe's parking lot with... Out of my car, nice. An old lady's going, What? (laughs) Why is that young man screeching like a monkey? That reminds me of uh, we did that, Brady. That reminded me of uh, what's that band? I forget their name. That was my favorite band. Uh, Who cares? Not important now. No, 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 it's someone else. It's somebody else. Not important. You know, for being in a metal band, I'm so bad with other metal band names. Like, I don't fucking know who people are. I'm like an old man when it comes to it. Same. <laughs> be like fucking, uh, could use the excuse like Mitch Lucker and be like, I don't listen to metal because it influences my music. I really don't that much anymore, honestly. <laughs> it's not shocking. Like, I can understand that. Like, it, he, the, uh, the only reason I know he said that is because he, uh, he said it at like a festival during an interview. He's like, I don't listen to metal bands because I don't want it to influence my sound. I want to be, you know, my own thing. And I respect that. And he goes, but there's one fucking band I listen to. It's called Rings of Saturn. And they use that clip on one of their albums before doing like an instrumental track. And then pretty much Rings of Saturn like realized that like no one gives a shit about their actual music anymore. So they're pretty much going to go all instrumental. I'm like, hey, I'll listen to you again if you're all instrumental because those are my favorite tracks by you. <laughs> for me, nice. it's like I listen to metal music when I'm when I'm trying to work on stuff for the band to kind of see what's trending. I'm like, that's eh, kind of cool. I'll put on like the I... uh, I'll put on like the new metal tracks on Spotify and shit like that, and it all sounds the same. I'm like, yeah, it all sounds the same. It's all like digital intro. Yeah, you know. It's all overproduced. It's all oh, yeah. Like, I'm like, I don't like it. It's man. all like either power metal or like twelve string guitars tuned down eight steps and shit like that. And I'm makes no like, sense to me. I'm like, why have a bass system? Well, the funniest yeah, fucking thing to me is I, Joe and I just got the Escape the Fate reissue for their first album. Hell yeah! And I was listening to it. I was like, man. Remember when Ronnie Radke was actually good? And then, like, no. you get to like falling in reverse, and now it's like trap metal that he makes, where like he he raps every other song, and it's like so electronica bad. mixed with Ronnie going. It's literally like Ronnie just like you're like, what happened? Like, I remember when you go. I remember when he was still in jail and he was like, Y'all ain't ready for this shit. I'm already fucking heat. And I'm like, relax. Look, look, I will give him the first falling in reverse album was some heat. Was it? I don't know. I'll listen to it. But after that, he went to his like he they they literally covered Gangster's Paradise on one album. And it's terrible. Uh, I, I still feel like, <laughs> but they got Coolio to come and do the video with him, so that was cool. That, that, that escaped the Faith record, just like a guilty pleasure of mine. Like I hate that I love that album so much. <laughs> it's been so good at the same time. But uh, okay, so we talked about Chippendales. Uh, so Cole, put your dollar bills away. What else you got? 
I have? Hold on. You want, there you was a talk? lot of crap that got announced like just a few hours ago. You want to talk about Par- Sonic? You want to talk about yeah, Sonic? Yeah, because Paramount dropped a bunch of news today. Oh, yeah, I guess they, they had they had like an investor's call or something, so they dropped a bunch of stuff. Sonic the Hedgehog 3 was announced. We're also getting a Knuckles TV series for Paramount Plus next year. With the Idris Elba Son- still voicing him. Hell yeah. Yes, yes. That concerns and- me. Why? Because that just means he's got no free time to go do a James Bond movie. This is more important. All right. So the thing about the the thing about the what intrigues me about the, about the Knuckles show, we might be getting Team Chaotix, and Team Chaotix in the games, it was this group that Knuckles worked with, and it consisted of Vector the Crocodile, Charmy the Bee, and Espio the Chameleon, and they later spun them off into their own thing, and they had like a detective agency. I want those guys. I, like, I those love guys them. Are- <laughs> There's this meme like I saw like I think it was like last month or something like that saying like they're the most relatable team because they're just uh, trying to pay the rent. Yes. That, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's literally, yeah. I love <laughs> that's, like, they're like what the, the ex-con guys in, uh, in I think I've seen that meme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was from, I think it was from Sonic Heroes. Yeah, they're just, yeah. Trying, just trying to pay the rent. But, um, so that would yeah. be cool. And they dropped Ready. the logo for three, and the three was in red and black. We're getting shadow. It's just in red. The whole background was black. Well, the the, the kind of the outline around no, three. No, it's just red. You won't be saying that when the post credit scene for two is shadow, like how the post credit scene for one was tails. What when uh, they bring in Metal Sonic? Earlier, you sh- earlier you shared something that said um, you want they want the post credit scene to just be a. Uh, yeah, the a shocked uh, puddle. What does that mean? Yeah. Okay. So, I think it was the Sonic Adventure series. There was this character named Chaos, who oh, was yeah. the keep the guardian of the Chows, which are little. They're they're kind of angel and demon things. Yeah, yeah. They're kind of kind of like little angel people. Huh? And you know, he was like the guardian of the the Chaos Emeralds and the guardian of the Chows. Mm-hmm. And. In that game, if I'm remembering correctly, Eggman manipulated him, and he turned evil, and he could take, like, any shape, so he, he, so for most of the game, he's, like, this form of water, and he's just hiding, he's, like, a puddle here, a puddle there, and he's just popping up everywhere, so literally, if they just show a static puddle as the post credit scene, that's all they need, like, that's, 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 that's that's Thanos levels for Sonic, (laughs) I wouldn't say Thanos, well, level, but yeah, <laughs> I get what you mean. <laughs> well, they, well, I mean, in terms of Sonic, because yeah. recent Sonic games have not been good and no. have not had good <laughs> no, villains. <they> haven't. So. <laughs> I think the only like Sonic game I remember clearly playing was the one for Dreamcast and the killer whales chasing you as you run down the dock. That that That's was Sonic, Sonic Adventure. Adventure. Yeah, oh, Sonic Adventure. Okay, okay. Because they remade it for the uh, GameCube and I think yeah. maybe PlayStation Two. Okay. But uh, yeah, I I always played Sonic Adventure DX, and that was always fun. I think I played the first two levels of Sonic Forces, and I just gave up. I'm like, this is terrible. <laughs> I watched Game Grumps make play, your uh... own make your own deviant art character. <laughs> I watched I Game don't... Grumps play Sonic Boom, and that was just a mess. <laughs> that is a oh, mess no. of a game. <laughs> oh no! All right, so what do you got, Brady? Uh, sponsored by Pepsi. Sponsored What's... by Pepsi. I'm drinking Coke. Oh wait, I'm out. I'm drinking Dr Pepper. The choice for our next water. generation. I'm yeah, drinking yeah. water. 
Uh, let's do, let's, I don't know what to start with. Uh, I feel like the last thing I was going to bring up the Oscar one, I feel like that's going to be a longer conversation that maybe we okay, can. We can do that. We can do that post. Oh, do not that text, but post after, after the do, main do you, part. Yeah. I was going to say post movie. Mm-hmm. Go some uh, of the, uh, um, go for some of the trailers that y'all were talking about. Cause I'm going to go get a beer real quick. So okay. <laughs> yeah, you guys, cause you guys watched more of those than I did. Are we talking Super Bowl trailers? All right, I, I started burping my, yeah. Guy, my bad guy. Yeah. So uh, of course during the Super Bowl, Super Bowl was this past Sunday. Um, there was a plethora of commercials, and we got to see some trailers for some new things. Check um, out the big brains on Joe. I know, thank you. Um, during the kickoff show, they showed a uh, trailer, a teaser trailer for the new uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, uh, which of course routed you to go to YouTube to watch the full damn thing, and it looks fucking great. I mean, all signs. Great is an understatement. I <laughs> yeah, am. Yeah. Of. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I've, I've brought it up in the past, in the past few episodes, you know, I say, you know, I wasn't sure how I was going to stay excited about uh, Marvel movies after after Endgame. I think a but, lot of people are that way because I was the or, same. Yeah, like, what am I supposed to care about now? What they've done with the shows and with the movies so far, everything pointing to, to this movie, it's like, holy shit, this is going to be fucking, it's going to be all over the place. And, uh, if you haven't seen the trailer yet, God, go watch it because there's so many things happening. We, you know, we're we're getting glimpses of other other characters. We, go we, ahead, Cole. Go ahead. We we need to talk about this. Go ahead. One point in the trailer, we, they don't show him, but uh, we get Professor X played by Patrick Stewart. Oh, we should tell him the truth. After Strange gets brought into this room by friggin' Ultron drones, who I'm calling it right now, they belong to Superior Iron Man, played by Tom Cruise, and Professor X is going to be leading the Illuminati. We're going to see Namor. We're going to see... I'm going to throw it out there. We're going to see Mr. Fantastic from the 2005 movie. They're going to go full-on multiverse with this. You say that, Brady. Watch this happen. Watch it happen. Because what has that guy uh, been in other than Fantastic Four? Nothing. I'm, I'm, you're not wrong about Mr. Fantastic, but I don't think it's going to be the same actor. I think right. they're going to use John Krasinski. I really hope they, I really hope they use John Krasinski. I, you know, so here's the, here's the two rumors I keep that's hearing. That's been the rumor though. for like a, a couple him, of years now. I keep hearing him as Fanta- Mr. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. But before they cast Chris Evans, as, all right? As captain, as, he was a human as captain. Yeah, but before they cast Chris Evans as captain, John Krasinski actually auditioned for that role. Yeah. So yeah. they're like the saying if they're gonna was, just like how Tom Cruise was originally supposed to play Iron Man. So they're saying, see, I've heard different stories about I've heard that that's the case. I've heard that Tom Cruise has been like, no, they offered me it at one point, but I denied it right away. And I've heard John uh Abro say the only person we ever had to find was Robert Downey Jr. I would have um, hated it if it was. Tom well, Cruise, it was for probably. like an not for the Marvel studio, yeah. not for the Marvel Studios version. I'm talking like an earlier version. But yeah, so before Chris Evans was cast, John Krasinski, post office actually, or I guess during office, really, yeah, I've been during actually office. auditioned for the role of Captain America. So while 
I personally would think it would be cool for him to be able to play the role that he auditioned for. It'd be kind of like, this is a way to have you in that role that you wanted in a different way. But also to, to bring, to introduce Mr. Fantastic and have a new actor play him would be kind of cool too. Anyway, the, rum- the rumor I've heard is him as Fantastic and then uh, his wife, Emily Blunt, as uh, the visible woman. Or I forget Jessica, her name. Whatever Jessica, Jessica Alba's yeah. character and was. And I'm hearing, yeah. you know, there's a lot of things. What I'm hearing is that Marvel may want to go completely like new and younger, for like completely new and unknown for Fantastic Four. But I also but, saw a picture today, and it could I be old, like- it could be new, of Ryan Reynolds in full dead deer, or Deadpool costume. And the person putting the costume on behind him happens to be the costumer for Multiverse of Madness. I saw that too. I will not be shocked at all if Deadpool shows up. But um, here's why I say it could be old, it could be new. Who says she didn't work on Deadpool? Yes. I mean, I'm sure if she if she works uh, on these I mean, movies, she's probably, probably get rehired over and over again. If you um, give me a name, I can go on IMDb. And I'm on it. This. To go back to the Fantastic Four about them picking new people, I don't think they should. They did that with the last one, and look how shitty that was. If if I mean, if, if they want Fox if they wired if they want if they want the Fantastic Four to do well this time around, they need big names who are gonna fucking sell it. I will say this about the reboot: the first half is pretty solid. Once you hit the t- one-year time skip, just throw the whole movie away. Start over. But yeah, uh, I don't care that. who like I don't care who they cast as the main characters. That's whatever. The one that I don't want Dr. Doom. You, you need to give me Mole Man, and he needs to be played by Danny DeVito. Um, that was the first villain they ever fought in the comics, and it would be the perfect role for Danny. He's I getting saw, older. Make it happen. I saw another rumor since we're, we may be getting closer and closer to the X-Men, Daniel Radcliffe as a young Logan. Oh, I don't know if I like that. I can dig it. There's a lot of people who want I'll him be to be honest with you. I don't I can dig it. it. I, I'll be honest with you. I kind of wouldn't mind Zach Efron as Wolverine. Ooh, he's too. I pretty. wanted him as Human Torch. I don't he's think it'll pretty. happen, but I really want him as Human. Torch. I can yeah, see Efron as Human him. Torch, but not not as Logan. I, I wanted. Can, him I can see Adam Radcliffe Warlock. as Logan. I wanted him as Adam Warlock before they cast that other dude. Who you wanted Radcliffe as Warlock? No, 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 no. I wanted Zach Efron as Warlock. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that would have been perfect. Yeah, Will Port Will Porter does not fit Adam Warlock. No, that is a or, weird choice. Real quick, the uh, costumer for uh, Multiverse of Madness had nothing to do with Deadpool. So, all right, there you go. The plot, the plot thickened. And I, I, I know we usually try to stay away from like. I knew we, I know we usually try to stay away from like these rumors and leaks and all this, but like, there's just so many too much happening coming out right now. Like the Tom Cruise thing, I've been seeing for close to like three months at this point. Yeah. I've been then, seeing it for like a year, dude. And then like TikTok people that are like movie accounts have broken down like images and stills and all that. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's this character. Yeah, that's that for is, sure got to be Tom Cruise. That image that Iron I sent Man. Nova. That's uh, that's likely Monica Rambo, the Captain Marvel. Chick. So I saw the, no, I saw that image, and that's the one that everyone's like, no, that's Tom Cruise. But I also saw the Monica Rambo thing. Yeah. So. I personally, I think they're going to go with Monica Rambeau because it makes more sense because WandaVision. And they don't want to like put two, because you got to think about it. Multiverse of Madness, 
I don't think we have a runtime yet, but I'm assuming it's not going to be longer than three hours. That's a lot to pack into a movie. You know what I mean? To the point of like, it, bec- it, it would become this, this uh, instead of a movie expanding Doctor Strange's character and all that for future MCU movies, it would become a movie of, hey, look, it's that guy. Hey, look, it's that guy. This hey, is look, be, it's that guy. I hey, feel like the trailer did a good job of establishing that it was still Strange's story, though. Yeah, it's. I'd say it's it's his story, but this is going to be like a replacement for the Avengers. No, I'm not saying it's Avengers not. Yet. No, no, I'm not I saying, saying it's not as. I'm saying it. it but it's not could like possibly a, become too much of like yeah. distractions of like, oh, look who they got to do this instead of yeah. like, let me focus <laughs> on the movie as a whole. It's well, not going to be well, a slow build of a story. It's going to be like right into it, kind of like Avengers. Yeah. Because this is where everything's kind of getting to. And that's what the plan was, you know, because we don't have a set group of Avengers right now. They were going to use, you know, this movie as like, you know, this is where everything's going to. Here's your, here's your checkpoint. And bring After it, this, it expands again. And bringing in the Illuminati for, for this, I, I'm cool with it because... The Illuminati is in Marvel Comics. It's basically a group of like the smartest men, like in the Marvel universe, mm-hmm. like the smartest minds. So it's Professor X, it's Iron Man, it's Namor, the Submariner, it's all the all these evil Doctor that, Strange. Uh, I don't know about. I'm trying to. I think Doctor he's Strange part of there. in the comics, but he's yeah, all Weird. these minds coming together to basically like help protect the world or whatever. Right. So cool makes perfect sense here as of uh, january 4th dr strange in the multiverse of madness early runtime revealed the longest mcu film ever made Raimi's multiverse of madness possibly will have important cuts of characters and scenes the early runtime is currently three hours long walk in the park they're, they're i gonna, mean it w- they're chop that yeah it's, nah. it, no I, you, you say half. that but but you say that but batman running three hours oh, that literally like two minutes shy of three hours i could see marvel pushing it to the three hour mark i'd be totally Bat- fine is with the it batman almost three hours it's like two hours and 52 minutes or something like yeah. that. good lord mm-hmm. i'm cool with that i could Fuck see it. marvel being like well they had that let's push it five more minutes and cut, nah. get to the longest one give me give me four hours and give me intermission at two i don't don't even give me an intermission you need, a, Just you need going. an intermission pussy <laughs> i gotta refill the popcorn no <laughs> you go to alamo you don't need to go anyway see you guys you guys make fun of him for that but honestly i personally and it was all part of the experience but i personally love that there was a i the the full experience of seeing hateful eight and 70 millimeter with the intermission and everything like i, I didn't get up and go all. to the bathroom or anything i literally sat there and listened to the overture as it played yeah. during intermission but I was because I was so fucking excited about what I because the way they cut that movie is like some shit starts popping off and then that's where the intermission happens and then it comes back to the part where he's plucking the chicken and you're just like all this all this it was right after he just shot uh, Samuel Jackson just shot like Bruce Dern's character or something like that and that's where they cut it okay for the intermission and yeah, I'm like, I see it's like it's a perfect cut because like all this crazy stuff just happened and then it comes back and it's completely calm and then we get to like the guitar seat yeah yeah i joke about it but no like i'd be totally okay with an intermission like it's fine i get it 
bring back that experience though like bring back the gone i hate that i'm saying it like this but bring back the gone with the wind experience where you would have the intermission like bring back the theater this is my theory on how you get people to come back to the theater now you bring back the movie theater experience that was once a thing a big thing movie theater movie theaters always like streaming is killing us right now streaming is this streaming is that and they are correct look at the rock look at red notice that could have been a huge movie for theaters because it's The Rock, it's Gal Gadot, and it's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. I never big, heard anyone talk about it. Three big names, right? It could have been huge, for, but that's because it's a streaming movie. Yeah. It could have been huge for theaters. You tell, you tell me I get a fucking four-hour cut of that movie. I mean, it doesn't need four hours. But you're telling me I get a four-hour cut of that movie, and I get an intermission and like a full like authentic theater experience in the middle of it? I would go see it in theaters. Yeah, but I thought that kind of that kind of markets to more of the the avid movie goer, like the person who really enjoys it. Enjoys it. Um, yeah. I'm not saying doing it for every movie. Yeah, yeah, but like but, I, mean, I guess it depends but like these on the big movie. Marvel. Who said who says these Marvel movies? They they want them to be an event. Make yeah. it an event. If you're doing because it'd probably be I'm I I would say we're probably three to five years out from theater ever doing a full blown marvel marathon to the biggest release thing again like they did with the avengers movies remember when they did like the 12 hour marathon of the mc i think we're three to five years from them ever doing that again but look how big of an event that was do that with these marvel movies cut them four hours or do two separate cuts do a it it it, it, i I don't know how it would work but do two separate cuts i'm do the do the classic fan cut which is just like your average Joe going yeah. to a movie and then do a super fan cut, which is the person that will pay for because the super fan will pay for that ticket mm. for the extra four hours or whatever yeah. with the full on experience. Yeah. It's going to, it would sell. Both would sell. I think one of my coolest movie experiences was uh, literally, it was early 2020, right before everything, right before the world ended. Uh, I went to a 14 hour Pixar marathon on uh, February 29th to to see, yeah, February March first, you're lying. Oh, shut down. That Honestly, didn't exist. I, you're lying. I, well, I he was at Disney at the time, that. so yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a 14 hour Pixar marathon. I got to see the new that new movie Onward. Like two, it was like two weeks early, and then it ended up going straight. It was awesome. Uh, yeah, it started at like 9 a.m. with the original Toy Story, and and and, and then that movie we didn't get to see Onward till like. Eight, but like, but like, yeah, two or three movies in, they're like, yeah, oh, hey, intermission, then we're starting Ratatouille, so you have like an hour lunch break. That's cool. So go get your shit, get back we here. We have a movie. We have a movie theater down here awesome. that uh, it's called Got NCG. Blanket going going to see that. It's great. Got a whole bunch of swag. It was awesome. Right, yeah, that's the other. You know, got another. You know, th- that's another way they'll get people in is the initiatives. Like, hey, you get this blanket or this commemorative ticket or something saying you got this experience we have a theater down here called ncg and for deadpool 2 when it came out they played they started deadpool 1 at like 4 35 in the afternoon gave us 15 minutes in between because they legally couldn't start deadpool 2 until 7 30 that night but boom, right into Deadpool 2. We never left the theater other than to go to the bathroom 
for that intermission and you know refill our snacks and all that in between movies that was fun the hateful eight thing is probably still my favorite one but that's you know other factors other than just the movie like i met the makeup artist literally right as i was walking into the theater because it was uh it was the same year force awakens comes out the makeup artist is greg nicotero he works on the walking dead and all that yeah um i met him once before at uh walker stalker con literally like the year like for back that february of that year and this is december of that year and he actually remembered me which is kind of cool um but he's walking out from seeing star wars i'm walking in to go see the hateful eight he's like what are you seeing like the hateful eight and he goes it's really good it's really good and my brother was like who who is that and i was like oh this is greg nicotero the guy who like name any quentin tarantino movie he's probably done the makeup for it and he's done the makeup for star wars or not star wars uh the walking dead he's directed the walking dead episodes my brother's like that's cool and when the um credits rolled the first name to come up his name and my brother's like oh sh- you were lying <laughs> the, guy, the, guy. the last cool movie experience i remember and not like just not that's because of course like the marvel stuff and all of that that's easy um watching logan but noir style it was black and white Oh yeah! Nice. Oh my God! I have that. I have the noir on my Blu-ray. I just haven't watched that version. Oh, you need to fucking watch that version. It made it so much more dramatic. Look, this is the Clerks fan in me. I will fully admit this, but I feel like most everything looks better in black and white. You slap it like, in black and white. It just makes it there's so much a better. version. There's a version of Nightmare Alley. I don't know if it's on HBO Max yet. I hope they'd put it up there. Mm-hmm. That's black and white. Yeah, and they heard it. They they showed it the noir version here in Alamo black too. Black and white. Do what? Didn't they put out Justice League? Yeah, there's a Justice League black and white, which apparently, like, I mean, it's still a Snyder cut and all that, but apparently, like, it. it's it's isn't it better? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the closest thing you, I've man. ever had to that was uh, when Super Troopers Two came out. They did a uh, <laughs> they did a 420 showing. And it was a double feature of Super Troopers and Super Troopers 2. And, that would have been uh, fun both, to fucking see in theaters. Both me and uh, my roommate, Ben, were uh, very profiled going into that movie. <laughs> <laughs> we walk into Alamo and uh, the, like, they're just doing a sniff test. <laughs> she was just like, hey, y'all here for the 420 showing? We were like, yeah. <laughs> and like, they gave us like a, it was like posters, something else, and then like a little pack of like rolling papers that had the Super Troopers poster on them. That's awesome. <laughs> and we were walking out, and she's like, "Hey, let me know how those papers are." And we're just like, "Okay." Oh, <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome. All right, let's uh, let's move on because I the only other thing I talk about would be. I guess I'll mention it real quick. The Lord of the Rings trailer for the for the Ring of Power, the Rings of Power uh, premiered. It was cool. Not much to it, so I'll leave it at that. What other trailer? Oh, Moon Knight. It was the Moon other Knight. Night. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Also, real quick. I guess real quick. Um, I think they showed a clip of Halo. Another clip of Halo again for the Halo they, series. They, they did. They it's all. Our, that... They already got. Well, hang on. They, they, so they already renewed it for a season two. That's what I was going to say. But my thing is, there is a story going around that Marty O'Donnell, the original composer of the music for Halo, is suing Microsoft 
because of uh, unpaid royalties for for the music. I heard he's the he only did the whole part, and yeah. not the actual. Well, they're they're using yeah, but that part is is a very integral part of Halo. Like yeah. when you think of Halo, that's the music you think of. You think like, of the, if you the know, chant. You know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, he's uh, he was uncredited in certain things, and so he was suing Microsoft uh, for some shit. He can potentially stop the Halo series from happening if he wants to, because they're also using that clip of music as well. If if Paramount's smart, they'll be like, "We'll cut you a deal." Yeah, yeah. they need to fucking figure that shit out quick. I'm sh- because I'm if, sure they will, to be honest. Look, yeah. they just announced all that stuff today. They got the yeah. money. They get they they they're they not CW money. over here with two pennies in their bank account still producing shows somehow. <laughs> I have one dollar. No, uh, so is that all the Super Bowl stuff you guys got? I think so. I mean, the only well, honorable mention the General Motors commercial uh, showing Doctor Evil uh, number two, uh, Scott and uh, Frau Frabrisna. Is that how you say her name? Something like that. I don't I, know. I've never known how to say it properly. <laughs> Seth Green, uh, Rob Lowe. Hell yeah. <laughs> Rob Lowe, yeah, no, no, not number two. Rob Lowe, my bad. The, uh, one of the commercial I really liked, the, well, first... Was the Kenobi trailer, right? Hello <laughs> there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. The Expedia Kenobi trailer. <laughs> 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 the second he came on so screen good. i'm like yeah and i'm like wait why so is good. it in a desert this what ain't a this? desert this i hate sand weird. but i want some sand damn it there's only one sun there uh i liked the bud the bud light seltzer where guy fieri is the f- mayor of flavortown oh yeah that was funny did you see that, that meme i sent in our group chat yesterday cole of her and of a picture of martha stewart and guy fieri together i think i did see that yeah did you zoom in on her phone by chance? No. She literally had to Google search who he was. <laughs> hey. I don't know if I did. Hold on. Did I? Hey, see you leave that? Queen Martha alone, all right? She's probably high as fuck. Oh, yeah. Her and Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's yeah. talk about... Uh, I have an interesting take on... Because there's a lot of talk right now about uh, Tom Holland and Spider-Man and will he, won't he kind of deal. Well, um, he doesn't know either. Uh, well, he doesn't know either, but I have a really interesting take on it. I think because we all know that he's under a dual contract. He's mm-hmm. under an MCU contract, but most of his contract is with Sony. And I personally think he doesn't want to do, and I can't blame him because honestly, Sony for the two Venom movies that they put out and the, the botching of Morbius that they've been dealing with for over two years now. Uh, I don't think he wants to be involved with the Sony Spider-Verse as much as he wants to be involved with the MCU. And I think that's what it's giving him pause. I think that's why he's like, I don't know if I want to keep doing this because I feel like he knows if he keeps doing it, eventually he will no longer be MCU Spider-Man and most of his time will be over at Sony, Sony. being in the Venom movies, being in the Morbius, like things like that. Yeah, which you know also because they're about to make Madam Web, which they are apparently talking to Dakota Johnson about the character, and I have a huge issue with that because a she's not an old woman, first of all, and b that, that's your issue with this. No, 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 no. Here's Let where I'm going to get on my, 
Here's where I'm going to get on my a, soapbox. There's more it. letters in the alphabet. Here's where I'm going to get on my soapbox about it. Um, Madam Webb is famously disabled and in a wheelchair. Yeah. Why are we casting Dakota Johnson? Yep. Why are we not looking for a new actress that is wheelchair bound that could throw on some old makeup maybe and yep. have them play that role? Or if they're going to do a different take and have them go like an early origin story, still get someone that fits the role. Do not get an able-bodied person to play this role. It's like casting a black character as a white person or like they did in West Side Story back in the day where they literally painted the characters brown to match the Latino vibe for the movie. And I'm um, pretty sure they did, they cast what's his Ansel Elgort to be in the new West Side Story. And isn't he white? Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Or Scarlett, John- be- uh, Scarlett Johansson as an Asian woman. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I know it seems like we... <laughs> It seems like Hollywood takes one step forward and like 40,000 steps back sometimes yeah. on some yeah. of this stuff. And it Definitely. fucking, as, and I, I personally, I do not like to subscribe to this term of me being disabled, but as a disabled person, I do find it offensive to not try to at least do something about casting the proper character yeah. for that role. Like, sure. I can, I can totally understand if you don't want to cast an old person because you want to do a different take, like an origin story. That's fine. Yeah. But cast an, casting an able-bodied person is a slap in the face. Like, take, take that movie that Sia, the artist, released last year called Music. Did you guys ever read about that? No, I, I remember hearing something about her in that. It's supposed to be... paid attention. It's supposed to be a, a movie about an autistic girl... And they cast an actress named like Madeline Ziegler or something like that, who's not on the spectrum at all. And she was like, oh, I watched YouTube videos of like autistic people. And that's how I learned to act the role. Oh, my God. Which comes off like, yeah, super offensive, right? Here's where it gets worse. Here's where it gets worse. Most of the money for that movie went to Autism Speaks, which is a terrible organization. Terrible. Uh, I'm not going to get into why, but if you want to look it up, you, you'll see why. Um, and then uh, actual autistic actress tweeted at Sia. It was like, why didn't you even consider an autistic person to play this role? And she goes, well, maybe they were just a terrible actress. That was Sia's response. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm so I'm bad. So- <laughs> God damn it. So like, like I don't I I hate to be like that podcast that gets on a soapbox about like because I know we'll lose certain some listeners be like, oh here they go. I know we'll also don't don't we have Brady, to have listeners? I don't, to lose I don't Brady, give a shit. Brady, like, Brady, I care about you. Be careful. Don't do it. I, <laughs> yeah, we we'll only lose, we only have 17. Joe, we can't afford to lose loss. any. <laughs> Look, I can afford a loss by saying Look, if you're going to do an origin story in Madam Web and you want her to be young, cool, but don't not Dakota Johnson. Yeah, could be worse. Try, we could be getting, try, we could be getting the wanted, Aunt May spy movie that Sony wanted to do. We could. Be who would you want that. as an old lady, Madam Web, though? Me and drag and everything. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, oh, Helen Mirren. Ooh. 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 But is she Ooh. too old? No, she's right there. She's right there. You think so? She's not as old as the queen. 
Come here. <laughs> I, I, I got some theories about the queen, man. I got some theories going. Oh, we'll She's talk a off bad pod. lizard person. <laughs> I'll, we'll talk about that off pod. Remind me about the queen. We'll do. Yeah, Helen Mirren. Her- okay, Helen. I can see Helen Mirren. Yeah. You do like the. The other thing is, Stan Lee really did base Madame Web the character mm-hmm. off of his wife. Yeah. Really. So. I, I, I'm not Makes sure sense. she was wheelchair bound or anything like that. Like I don't, believe- but I do know the character was very much based off his wife. So I could imagine in a world where Stanley is still alive today, where he would bust into a room and be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, he'd probably advocate to have somebody wheelchair bound or you know the right age to do it. Hold yeah, on, because that, that seems like a Fifty Shades of Grey lady. She was oh! on like four episodes of The Office. Yeah, the second I pulled up her Wikipedia page, I was like, I know you. I <laughs> saw a lot of and I, a lot of people on the internet. Like, and I know the internet's a pretty like big wasteland of like, fuck you, no, fuck you. But a lot of people are on the right side of this. Of like, why her? Yeah. Why not? It, I mean, it almost she's thirty-two. That is not and it's, and, it's, and it's nothing against her. It's it's why would you cast someone this? You know, I would say for me. When I think of Madam Web, I think of the Amazing Spider-Man series from the 90s. I think of an older lady in a wheelchair. Is this going to be an origin story and they're going to up-age her at the end? Like, what, what, what is this? Hmm. Well, that's the thing. Is like, if it's an origin story, fine. She can be young. But my whole thing is just like the correct The post-credit person. scene yeah. is her 50 years later. Well, there's four- the other thing. They, they just announced like uh, Russell Crowe joined Craven, the hunter. Yeah. And I'm like, He's a better Craven than Aaron Tyler Johnson. Like, oh, yeah. what is I, that? I've said this a million times here before. Danny Trejo should be Craven. I don't care what anyone says. Hell yeah. Danny Speaking Trejo. of Danny Trejo, that brings us to our next one. We're going to move on to Book of Boba. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The most cool. Oh, you can't Star say, Wars oh, yeah. Ever. <laughs> you yeah, didn't want to watch the there. first like six episodes of it. You're like, so is the series over yet? Is that stupid show done yet? I first... binged watched it all in a day. You're in film school. Have you never heard of exposition? Yes. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> Brady well, got onto me years ago because I complained about an episode of Walking Dead that he really liked where uh, Morgan is training with his partner. Yeah, it was the Terrapin yeah, episode. episode. Yeah, it was the worst worst thing ever. It was the worst thing I'd ever seen in my life. It was a great episode. And then I saw the book of Boba Fett. Well, the first, the second episode, excuse me. First episode was fine. Second, are you still in film school by chance? No, I'm not. I graduated like a year and a half ago. I don't think he truly went to. I don't think he truly went to film school because he still hasn't seen Pulp Fiction. Like every I also haven't seen person has always seen Pulp Fiction. And he, and he has a lot of garbage takes. I, so I, I just imagine him being a comedian whoa, whoa, whoa. director. Speaking what? of garbage takes, what was that take you said you had a hot take? Or was it about something we're going to talk about later? We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get okay, it. Okay. I, I need to get this joke out before it's too late. The great movie ride at a Hollywood studios doesn't count. Anyways, go on. <laughs> I missed that ride. <laughs> you just opened up a cold wound for me. I'm so- All right, so the Good. book of Boba Fett finally finished. <laughs> Um, we got some a book of Boba Mandalorian fat. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Mandalorian seven episodes. Boba Fett. Um, I'm assuming this would be a second season. There's no. Is, do we have a confirmation of a second season yet or not? No, we do not. I don't think okay. so. Um, I was under the impression this was a one and done. I hope not. I hope <laughs> not. Because Jesus. Okay. Before episodes five and six, I truly thought Filoni and Favreau 
dropped the fucking ball with this show. Yeah. They, up until episodes five and six, I thought they dropped the fucking ball. I'm, I'm hearing you out. I'm mad already. The book, of, the book of Boba Fett finale viewership was 36% higher than the season two closer. I saw that. The Mandalorian. I saw that. That was interesting. So, and I, no, and season two I, I'll might tell be you why. coming I'll through. Tell, I'll tell you why. It wasn't a it better was finale higher. by any means. Uh, but. No, it was not a better finale, but I'll tell you why. They probably thought, you know, some shows are going to go down. So, yeah, up in, up until episode five and six, I really thought Filoni and Favreau dropped the fucking ball with this show. You know, it was the flashbacks were cool, but you weren't giving me enough progression in the modern time of the show to really put together a solid storyline. Like it was, I felt like it was just kind of jumping here to here to here, but you're giving me, you're giving me great detail on, on how Boba became, you know, came back, but you weren't, you weren't giving me shit as far as current time and building a story around this. That was my issue. And, you know, I watched it. I was, you know, I was trying to be, you know, not have an opinion until it was fully over. And I was like, okay, like they're, this isn't working for me. That's episodes one through four. Episodes five and six, to me, are arguably the greatest fucking thing they've done so far for Star Wars. As far as a TV show. Five and six were the greatest fucking things they've done. And I was like, God damn it. Like, they pulled, you know, they pulled this one back because one through four was not great for me. But they're great because they relied on uh, Mandalorian, Mando coming over. And then you give us about 20 minutes, 10, 15 minutes of Luke training Grogu. No Boba. So what made this you know, what made the book of Boba Fett great again was not even Boba Fett. It was Mando, Luke, and Grogu, and then seeing Ahsoka again. I, I my take on episode six was the fact that like seeing Ahsoka was basically a, a form of doing a backdoor pilot for the Ahsoka show. Ahsoka, yeah. Ahsoka, sorry, for the Ahsoka show because, uh, um. Because that's coming now. Now, when the show starts, you'll be like, you won't have to wonder, oh, what was she up to between the last time we saw her in the Mandalorian yeah. and this? Be like, right. oh, she was around Grogu when he was training and all that. Right. So she should so be five, looking for Thrawn. Yeah. But- anyway, so five and six happen, and then at the end of episode six, we get the man from the desert. We get Cat Fucking Bane. My boy. And I was yeah. like, my fucking god looks so good he looked fucking amazing <laughs> oh my god and that the fact that they, the fact that they got the same voice actor oh, cory burton so episode six the to me is the best thing disney has done since they bought star wars movies tv period no contest episode six is the best western i've seen since hateful eight it's the best western i've seen period i don't like <laughs> westerns <laughs> um Honestly, that's the one thing I've loved about both. They Boba give you a Fett Western vibe, and like a... and no, both Boba Fett and Mandalorian. Yeah, is yes, it's Star Wars, but the way they make those shows feel like obviously Mando is very much a spaghetti Western mm-hmm. Star Wars property, mm-hmm. but the first four episodes of, especially the the ones more um, 
I'm drawing a blank. Sand people focused. Tuscan Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. More Tuscan Raiders focused. Watch that and then go read about Lawrence of Arabia. I mean, literally the same thing. Robbing trains. It's yeah. (laughs) Yeah. If you, Um, you, you know, flip it around, it's, it's, let's say it's a cowboy living amongst the natives, you know, the Native Americans at the time. Season two of Mando was a bit more samurai film than it was Western. Mm-hmm. And to even my my favorite, my the most subtle, and they did this with when Cad Bane walked up to, and they did this in Westerns, but the most fucking subtle thing they did in both of those, as like just a, a person who's always wanted to make movies, I like the behind the scenes, I like the 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 color grading, things like that. So there's that scene in the first episode of season two of Mando. Uh, the closing scene where he's on his speed bike and um, he's riding off into the sunset and they cl- they take the black bars down to a different aspect ratio. Yeah, that is very much more widescreen. Yes, that looking. is very oh, much a, a samurai film thing to do. And I was like, that's amazing. And they did. It wasn't as like noticeable, like you didn't see the bars actually move. But when Cad Bane was walking up and like you could see there was a person there, but you didn't know who it was. Yeah, the bars slightly went down, and it became a very Western standoff looking. Oh, I love it. Yeah, portion it of so every good. West, yeah. and I'm just like, oh, they just made like like I I didn't watch the Clone Wars or anything. Like I watched the like Clone Wars animated movie that they made when yeah. I was really okay. really young, oh. and that was about that was about and it was before the animation style got better and that was about as far as i ever got with it because i admittedly yes i'm a star wars fan but i'm not a extended universe fan i'm just mainly stuck to the movies and that's about as far as my knowledge goes movie to me is the worst star wars movie period yeah but it wasn't bad the thing is is, uh for for someone who like i never watched i never watched clone wars i never watched uh rebels i probably will never watch bad batch i can't finish to be honest with you but uh to to do that subtleness of cad bane walking up and the the aspect ratio just dropping a little like even if you aren't a star wars like a super nerd for star wars that is fully into the extended universe and things like that and the legends universe and all that just the the movie nerd in me knowing the aspect ratio change was like this guy's really important and it made yeah. me want to go figure out who cad Bane was. Yeah. i was honestly i was waiting for like a and like a yeah, i was waiting for some like good bad and the like ugly a, like type a stuff to kind of roll by just yeah. you know something <laughs> oh it was so good well, one the other thing i loved about too real quick was the the difference in in score from ludwig garrison between the two shows yeah because the the first new the first two seasons of Mando are very much west spaghetti western style good and bad mm-hmm. the ugly type music mixed with trap beats and that's Ludwig's bread and butter mm-hmm. and then you get more of like a you you still get the you still get the western feel but it's almost like a classic cold music too at the same time with Book of Boba. Yeah, yeah, a bit more traditional and a bit more um, tribes music it's, as well, like African yeah. drumming and things like that. Because it's a I very, mean, uh, go for it, Joe. So just because you know he's coming from, I guess I guess you can call them the natives, but the, the Tuscans. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know he's growing amongst them. He's becoming a you know a man of them, 
and then going back to the city. So it's become like, like say more of a tribal vibe to it. Yeah. So. I will say the one thing I thought was a missed opportunity for the final episode. Like, uh, don't get me wrong. I love that, you know, Boba left and it was came back with the Rancor. Like that was cool as fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, but a missed opportunity is this. And this is something I heard on Fat Man Beyond that I'm going to repeat here. I know we do that. I do this all the time. <laughs> uh, but but it's a really good point. And I think all of you will agree with me. Uh, if done differently, they should have, you know, Boba, okay, I'm going to go get some more people. Sure, he could come in with the Rancor, but have like hundreds of fucking Tusken Raiders because there's other Tusken Raider tribes yeah, out I was there hoping for that. Yeah. following behind him just... I was hoping going for that after, Like, that would have been awesome. I don't think there would have been Why the time didn't we get to that? get them, though. Yeah. Because like, there was a time the to desert. unlatch and like calm down the Rancor enough to get on top of him and all well, he's, that. He's yeah, trained well, the Rancor, but to, to go out to the you know to the dunes. That's yeah. the other thing the though. People. Why didn't we get to see more of the Rancor training? Like that could have been episode four or yeah, three. I'd have been cool to watch that. Well, I'm, I mean, I the whole know. thing was uh, it attaches to the first person it sees, and it's already seen Boba Fett, so. But yeah, but Danny Trejo's still said that like he still had to connect with it and train it a little yeah. bit. Why didn't we episode three or four, whichever episode he came in, that could have been the episode. Not more flashbacks. We could have done Rancor training with some flashbacks. We could have seen we could have seen it before he has the the meeting with all the other syndicates. And uh, because he's like, why should we listen to you? And then the, the Rancor shakes the floor and they all freak the fuck out. Yeah. We could have seen more <laughs> of it then. You know, so, but uh we, we need to talk about the whole syndicate thing because that's where the show kind of lost me slightly in the finale. So Cad Bane shows up. He mentions the syndicate. I'm thinking, okay, we're getting somewhere. Who is he working for? And in my head, I'm thinking, you know, we haven't heard about Crimson Dawn in a while. Um, Where's Kira? What's Kira up to? Where, where You know? So I'm thinking we're going to, I'm thinking the big reveal in episode seven is going to be, yeah, Kira's behind it all. You'll see her in a future show. No, not that they don't really even touch. I guess they kind of touch on the whole syndicate thing, but there were I there was were like sim- a, I was like subtle hints. There are subtle hints of the of Crimson. Well, they got to set kinda, stuff up for two. Kind of going from Solo and to some other things because they uh, Solo or was it cartoons? I think it was cartoons, but they show like Darth Maul with the with the syndicate necklace piece. That uh, was, yeah. Apparently, they, Boba's chair has that same like logo on it. Yeah, yeah, his logo. Um, there was another scene, I think, at the at the club. But when the light was coming in, like for the sun, on the floor, it made the the, the logo of the Crim- of Crimson Dawn. So maybe they're hinting at it, and we don't realize it. But maybe we're getting that that way. Uh, to finish on my piece on on Boba in the finale, it was a good finale. You know, it was it was solid. I thought when he brought the Rancor out was great. And then when it took off and it became fucking King Kong Rancor climbing that climbing that tower was fucking awesome. That was a cool little nod to like nostalgia. Um, a little bit of a Godzilla and King Kong vibes. Yeah, yeah, is just fucking shit up. And the way they, were, the way they were you the annoyed the by the were you annoyed by the fact that they just kept shooting at this fucking shield? Like after the first few shots, you'd be like, well, just keep running, I guess. Because no, I mean, they, why they are you still shooting him. at this damn shield? They're distracting and, him even, to save they, the three town people. They're distracting, and in past Star Wars movies, they've continued to shoot at the shields to try to find a weak space. Like, yeah, to find I don't a know. point. Someone could have thrown something. Business. Someone could have shot the ground and, like, found a way Chris to... Chris almost got through it, so... 
Anyway, I, that dude. <laughs> I I think there the viewership was much higher on this finale to Mando only because of everything building up. Like you had Mando in it, you had Cad Bane now in it, and you want to know what the fuck happened to uh, Timothy Oliphant. So like you're trying to figure out what the fuck's going on there, and you know all signs were pointing to a big fight. And yes, it was a big fight, but I think they could have done more. But it, they would have had to have built the story up better to give us more, and I didn't think they did. They built the story up that well. On it's the modern a, side, I said that's why that's why they, they could have done with less flashbacks. It's kind of the uh, season eight of Game of Thrones feel, where they really should have had more episodes, honestly. Yeah, yeah but I those guys. This was only seven. The, the guys who wrote yeah. Game of Thrones, you know, they they got offered the trilogy for Star Wars, and so they were just basically, yeah, they, ma- you know, male. Yeah, look what happened to that. Yeah. Yeah, look yeah. at the fucking that. That's because right. of Game of Thrones, because yeah. they got the offer for Star Wars and then they uh rushed they through Game it of Thrones because they wanted to get to Star Wars quicker. They and then it, it bombed so hard. And so Lucasfilms was like, Well, we offered you the role or offered you this job because of this, and then you did this. So that's why we don't want you anymore. What if you get another yeah. job halfway through this? Like you're just gonna stop fucking caring then too? Like Yeah, they fucked themselves up. Fuck those guys. Um, but overall, like I said, this season could have been better. And also, I think what also, you know, might have bumped the numbers is they leave us on a fucking cliffhanger of Grogu. Luke is like, you can have the saber. Wasn't or you can have. We, that was no choice. Oh, yes. We, we well, that know. brings us into the whole we conversation know. of that Tyler didn't get to get involved in. But yeah, yeah. We're, thanks. Guys. His first student was Ben. We know that. That's, know and that's what I was trying to get to. No, so it's not. It's up. fucking Leia. They confirmed in a comic that it was Ben. Oh, okay. cool. Not can um, anymore. But yeah, so that you know that was the cliffhanger. Grogu he can choose can a saber, or he can choose the best car shirt. But honestly, All comics are canon now. Honestly, so. like it, it, it was a good, it was an okay series. Five and six definitely saved it. If they're gonna do a season two, they better do a much better fucking job. Maybe actually have Boba be part of his own show. I don't know. Yeah. Just, well, that's the other thing. If they're gonna crazy. do a season two, they need to have in season three of Mando go so far off world that it's near impossible for him to come save the day to come right back and save his ass yeah. if i see any more desert planets in star wars anytime soon i'm gonna have a conniption they're all well kenobi says kenobi they're gonna go to a water planet That's it's not... gonna start on tatooine and go to a water planet Jar Jar. please no please please, please, please bring me my boy. <laughs> um right, so tyler we on our group right, chat we were talking about luke Luke's whole thing that he did with Grogu of giving him the choice. Yeah. And like how he's so fucking brainwashed by the Jedi ways that like the choice is a bit of a bitch move on his part. Well, I mean, think about what he had in his little home thing in the new trilogy. It's all ancient books. Yeah, like well, the aside other thing, from what uh, Obi Wan taught him, that's that's all he has to go off of. And yeah. Obi Wan trained him for what a few yeah. fucking days. <laughs> but think about that. Yeah, well, and then so. then uh, oh yeah, Yoda as well. Yoda basically was like, "You're too old for the training anyway." And Obi was like, "Well, you got to fucking train him." But yeah. here's the thing, and this was again not my point; it's someone else's point. Uh, but it's a very good point to make. Uh, where so the idea, like, who says? You can't have attachment as a Jedi, and especially for Luke Skywalker to say that yeah. is 
is very like shitty because here here's the thing his whole success as a jedi is from having attachment yeah because Friend, he yeah. wanted to protect his sister is one of the reasons and his love his he he yeah his love for his father he goes i know there's still good in him so i'm gonna literally help him throw the emperor off a fucking cliff essentially and, and like even anakin still had attachment yep. to to luke and that's why he threw the emperor so obviously how is i for me it's frustrating and like, i guess it does explain the newer movies a bit more but for me it's frustrating that like luke is so brainwashed by the Jedi that he can't look at what made him successful as a Jedi and be like, you know, that worked for me. So, but I also think about it this way. What if he like, this is, this was a way for him to test if attachment could work for a Jedi by giving Grogu the option of lightsaber or armor, like attachment to your family, which you're definitely going to outlive like you're you're not going to die before the mandalorian dies yeah so you could totally come back and finish training but or you could just stay here and i think it also can kind of be looked at as like if if grogu picked the lightsaber is that a smart choice on his part like is it a red flag essentially i think and this is to be a long strength a long string um yes it's i get i get what you're frustrated brady because you know you like you said if he would have learned that you know because of attachments or be you know being denied attachments this is why anakin ended up the way he is and stuff like that i think that's us reading too far into what's gone on since then so to portray for the time of what you know if to to keep it time wise and accurate they have to give us luke the way he would have been uh, by the way Ben had trained them at yeah. that time, you know, older, older Ben and the way they portrayed the movies so far, you know, they went off of the ancient texts and, you know, maybe it could, it could have been that Kenobi seeing Anakin because of attachments ended up that way. Maybe he thought, no, he cannot have attachments that's what made him turn bad. That's why we need to separate that from ourselves. That's why, you know, he trained Luke to be that way. No attachments because it gets in the way of everything. But that's because so that's just them keeping a timeline accurate and matching the older story of Star Wars. Yeah. Now, what we've gotten so far, everything new, we can see as, you know, fans of, you know, for this newer stuff, we can see that. They really do need attachment. And as you watch again, as you watch the, the prequel trilogy, you do realize had Anakin been given, you know, the chance to have attachments, he might have been okay because he needed them. He needed them. Yeah. He couldn't be separate. He needed them. And as we see Grogu, you know, be, be attached to, to Mando so much, and he wants to still be with him because it's like a fatherly figure. And then we have Luke making him decide, like, it all falls back to a connection. And, but that's just, uh, you know, us moving forward. Now, I saw, so, like, one fan theory point out that, let's say, like, it was like a, it was just like their take on, like, an older Grogu post, you know, he's trained, he's a master now, whatever. 
had, you know, or, and, you know, who's to say what this leads on to? Say Luke decides to continue to train Grogu, like if they were to do that, because as Cole said, Ben is his first student. But let's say in an alternate universe, Grogu goes back to Luke, gets trained, becomes a master, but he also teaches Luke on how that how connection could be fine and it's okay for us to connect because really they do connect to people anyway you know they help people they connect to them there's just to, to what extent that they actually connect to so let it be I okay because like then that would take away from Yoda's message to Luke in Last Jedi about failure yeah, but this this is you know this is it's an alternate universe because of this fan theory that's all right. Rogu goes back after some time of being with Mando, he starts to teach Luke the ways of the Mandalore to where, you know, connection is fine and everything because this is the way. So you get a connect, you get a tie in of the force and the ways of the Mandalore. And so it'd be okay. So he'd be his own style of Jedi compared to everyone else. But also, Yoda's to- message in Last Jedi is years after this. Yeah. So. And he has yeah. a different. He has a different and, perspective on things. Yeah. Also, Yoda's message to Luke and Last Jedi could be like, take almost taken as you failed because you followed the rules too much. Yeah. yeah. You That's were too exactly by the book. What I took from it. Yeah. You were too by the book. You fucked up. Look what happened. Like, he's like, Yoda's almost saying, like, you know, you kind of learned your lesson of like, this is what happens when you're too, yeah, you're too by the book. Like, maybe if you pull back a little, and didn't try to kill your fucking nephew. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon knew, you know, knew it all along. Qui-Gon was kind of like the, the master pariah because he can he saw the writing on the walls. He knew there had to be differences made, you know. He wasn't Qui-Gon always questioned the, the yeah, he questioned the prophecy them, that's, and that's, everything. Yeah, and that's why they're always kind of like, mm, Qui-Gon, like we don't like we trust you, but you question too many things. He was the first gray leaning Jedi. Yeah. He I wouldn't very, call him a gray Jedi, but he's he was leaning that getting way. there. Yeah. yeah, he was he was leaning that way. So but that's my speaking that's of Qui Gon, I really hope he force ghosts you know, Liam Neeson back into the Kenobi I show. I hope so. Same. Oh man. <laughs> also, I just want to get your guys' take on this. Uh so Mandalorian season one is set something like i believe it's 15 after return of the jedi was the five or 15 i thought it was five it no, 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 no. book of boba so it, i know in between season one and season two of um mandalorian empire let me look this no up. jedi happens yeah and then five years after season two of mandalorian is when boba fett takes place but I think it's five years after Return of the Jedi is what yeah. I was going to say. The first I, season? I just, yes. Yeah, I just see, that's what I thought. It was, it was, it was five, it's five nine years. years ABY, which is after the Battle of Yavin. So five after Return of the Jedi. So okay. what's Book of Boba real quick? Can you tell us that? Uh, give me one second. Shouldn't be much yeah. longer after that. Uh, yeah, I was going to say it, it had to have been five years because like I was rewatching the first season of Mandalorian and like people are still using credits and He's like it, it takes place right the same nine ABY five. Okay, I figured. So, do you think uh, Ben Solo is alive yet? 
Or do you I think really, Leia's running around not married to Han yet? He, mm-hmm. Training with Luke, but we he just didn't see her. would have had to have at least been close to being born, if not maybe in utero still. I don't know. But Because there is a, there is a time where Grogu's not in that forest with Luke, but Leia's there with him running around training. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's true. He's just a force twinkle in a Han's eye still. Because she's his first student. Very good. Thank you, Brady. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right. But the reason I get why Cole's saying Ben is because Ben's the only one to actually go go through the training and not leave. Is it because there through. wasn't a school yet? <laughs> They're still making it. Yeah, doesn't count. <laughs> doesn't Let's count. get to our movie review. Let's get to the movie. Right? Week, we, I will so say, far. I'm so glad they showed the school because you know what? There's all these people out there. Oh, they're gonna decanonize the sequels. They're gonna make them not. No, fuck all of you. The fuck sequels are canon. Kiss yeah. my ass. I don't know why people would think that they do that. Like, because <laughs> they're idiots. They, they yeah. live in the past. <laughs> they want their stupid this fucking Star petitions Wars now. to get remake over it. shit. Work. No, like. This yep. is Star Wars. Get over it. Yep. Okay, calm down. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, calm down. Yeah. All right, moving on to our main part of the show, finally. <laughs> An hour and a half in. <laughs> hey, man. For Scott once, it baby. wasn't like... This, this, might, this might be our best episode yet. <laughs> we'll ask our 12 listeners, and they can tell us if this has been the best episode yet so far. Well, wait. Are, I say yes. Are, you, are viewers <laughs> increased by double? I don't know. Uh, so the main part, so the main thing in the movie where we watched this past week was uh, Terminator 2 Judgment Day. I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. It's in your nature to destroy yourselves. My favorite line from this movie. So trying to make sense. What the fuck's he said when he's teaching him in the car? Was it piss off, dickwad? Oh, yeah. 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 Piss off, um, dickwad. dickwad. <laughs> oh, there you go. Dickwad. You got it. <laughs> he's still 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 dickwad. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, we're talking about, we're talking about Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Um, someone go first. Tyler, you want to go first? You're new, you're new around here. Now, nah, one of y'all go first. <laughs> I vote Tyler. I vote Tyler. I vote Tyler. God damn Boom, Tyler has to go first. <laughs> Democracy. It's, hey, you wanted to be included. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it, it'd been a long time since I've seen this movie, honestly. It still holds up pretty well. Like, I mean, some of the the animation, like with the T-1000 and stuff like that, it's a little, eh. But, I mean, still a great movie. Still entertaining. I don't know what all else you want me to say. <laughs> do, you, do you even listen to this show do you not hear our takes when we give movies no this is a show <laughs> this is a bad, it's a bad first take <laughs> Cole bring it in okay this to me is probably to me is probably the third best sequel ever made after Empire and Back to the Future 2 this is a sol- this is a solid movie all the way through. And I, I'm not even a huge fan of the original film. It's a good movie. It's it, it's it's a good movie. I, it's just rewatching and I'm just like, nah. But 
I don't know. They really like up the stakes here. The T-1000 to me is one of the coolest movie villains ever. Like, like uh, what's the what's the actor? Uh, Robert Patrick. He plays that role to a T. Like, you are scared of this guy. As a kid, I always called him the Capri Sun guy because of the Capri Sun commercials where they turned oh into my a God. silver puddle. <laughs> Hell yeah. And it's so freaky. He just phases through the, like, melts Have through you ever the, seen the a... metal bars. Like, God. Have you ever seen a, uh, I think it's it, Wayne's World? Yeah. <laughs> have you seen Cole, this boy? Have you seen it? No, I've not. <laughs> so Robert Patrick plays a cop in it for like two seconds, but it came out after Terminator, like they wrote it and everything after Terminator 2. And he walks up to the car asking if they've seen a boy. It's not John Carner, it's a different kid. But they remember Terminator 2, and he looked like that guy, so they scream and drive away real fast. That's that was and the first doing time the walk like, like after him too. <laughs> so yeah, I'll when I when I get to talk, I'll talk about that walk. Because I well, you've never something. seen Wayne's World? It's on my list. So you haven't seen part two? No. There's a there's a part in in, in part two when they're uh, they're looking for a venue to do their their big festival, and it's raining in the forest they're in, and they're looking at the map, and they hear a noise, and they have a flashlight on the map, and so they drop the map, and it's a T Rex eye, like in Jurassic oh, Park. Yeah. Yep. And so they start screaming. They're like, Aah! and they take off. As that movie, that movie's like riddled with little like little <laughs> hints of here and there. As we all know, Keith Richards can't be killed by conventional weapons. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you here? I have nowhere else to go. <laughs> yeah, like everything in this movie, you know, the story, the acting. Uh, I forget the name of the kid who plays John uh, John Connor. Edward Furlong. Yeah, he does a great. He's great in this. You know. It's just—it's a solid movie. Have you ever seen American History X? No. He's in that too, and that's like one of my favorite roles he's ever done. And uh, that movie will make you cry, even yeah. if you are a heartless piece Hard of shit. Fucking movie, though. And the the ending, the th- the thumbs up, the, dude. I can't. That's so so iconic. It's been spoofed and parodied by so many shows and movies at this point, like that. They did it in Ready Player One as Iron Giant. Yeah, they did. <laughs> nah, that was a good. That was a good scene. But yeah, this uh, watch I hadn't watched it in years, but watching it again t- tonight, it's st- still a solid movie. Yeah. Damn good movie. All right, Brady. So, I. It, it's weird. I, whenever Terminator Two gets brought up, I'm always like, yeah, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. Like easily within the top not like top 10 or anything but it easily within the top 15 but the thing is is it's not like yeah it's one of my favorite movies of all time but it's not one like a clerks or something like that where i will watch constantly it's just like i have to be in like a, not necessarily like a mood but it, it's just like i have to be in a certain like time that i want to watch it. you know what i mean it's not one that i can it's not like a comfort movie or anything like that, but it's one that like when it's on, I'll sit down and watch it. And that was like Fargo when we covered that. Um, like I kept, I had my notes out and all that. I kept getting sucked into this movie because I'm just like, first of all, the effects, like sh- there's a couple moments where the T-1000 does look a little 
cheesy, but overall the effects, bad. overall the effects, like I'm watching this, I'm like, this was made in 1991. Yeah. And some of these effects, even like the more computery effects, look better than some of the shit that they do in some of the Marvel stuff or the DC only- stuff. Like anything that's like a big CGI movie right now, some of these effects look big better than modern effects. You know what I mean? More so than the DC stuff. Was the uh, was when he turns back into like the puddle thing, like like he turns like back into like metal after he's done being like the stepmom. That was the only part where I was like, this is a little outdated. But other than that, it's solid. So like that scene where he gets frozen to the ground. They hired a paraplegic actor to oh, like basically put hit like made him like CGI look like Robert Patrick, but put him like so he's there's an actor like taped to the ground essentially, and um they did some like weird visual effect to make it look like he was melting by having like a mirror effect of Robert Patrick underneath him so you got like that like I'll, I'll have to pull up the fact and find it again and i'll send it to you guys later but yeah it they actually like hired someone with no arms and no legs to essentially do that scene for them that's cool without having to do computer stuff um the the other thing i wanted to point out too and this goes to like the effects and all that but that scene when they're in uh the scientist house and john connor takes the kid to his room he's like all right go ahead and show him and he like cuts his arm like perfectly (laughs) yeah like you can tell that james cameron is a sci-fi grew up got cut his teeth in the sci-fi world um like i said one of his first things that he ever did before he got big was doing effects for John Carpenter on escape from New York. So you can tell from that arm scene alone where he degloves himself, like you, you can see where he gets his inspiration from for some of these effects. And like that, it looks real. Like it looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger really cut his arm and pulled it off. And you're just like, what the, (laughs) like that was cool as hell. Uh, The, the the another thing about the effects is like the whole opening scene is clearly like model like planes and shit like that that they're blowing up to make it look like they're blowing stuff out of the sky but the one thing i noticed about that scene that opening scene and I, i'm trying to remember like salvation and genesis i know it's genesis but i say genesis um and like all the other ones is when they're in the future the, the ones that take more place in the future are they still using laser guns like they did in that opening scene? Are they using regular guns? Like I'm pretty sure I remember like the Terminator still using like machine guns, not necessarily laser guns. And like this was the only one to use like a laser gun. I was like, where's the switch? Like where'd that come from? I think I'd only seen Salvation and I only saw it in theaters. So uh, I'm just going off of memory, but I want to say they were just using like conventional like machine guns and shit. That's what I thought too. And I was like, where did they like why did that change? It just randomly devolved in a few years. I guess. 
Um, out of that sweet laser juice. <laughs> the other, the other thing I wanted to say is about Robert Patrick himself and like his running. I'm not saying go back and watch it, like pull up a scene on YouTube or something of him running. You can tell where Tom Cruise got his run. Oh yeah, definitely. Because if you watch him, he. But you know why Tom Cruise runs the way he runs, right? He runs with his arms like this, and he's always said it's so the camera doesn't, the camera can catch the movements and not be blurry. So essentially, that's why Tom Cruise looks like he's running funnies because he's making sure the camera matches or can capture the running movement without being blurry. And that's exactly what Robert Patrick did. But I read a fact that Robert Patrick did like a rigorous like training thing to learn how to run while only breathing through his nose and eventually got so fast that he would catch up to Edward Furlong on his dirt bike with ease, like without like a kid on a dirt bike and he'd catch up and grab him like instantly. And so he actually had to train himself to slow down to (laughs) not catch up to Edward Furlong. While he was driving his dirt bike. How fast is the dirt bike going? Right? It wasn't like, going that fast. If you look. It can't be going that <laughs> fast. How fast is the dirt bike going there? <laughs> but yeah, I read that and I was like, this dude's fast. He's Usain Bolt, bro. <laughs> Robert, you're doing great, but uh, you're, scare- you're scaring Edward. So can you slow down a little? So this Are is you- something I wanted to say last night and I saved it for the show. Uh I'm excited for Avatar 2 because James Cameron's only good movies are sequels. Think about it. You, When people talk about Terminator, what Terminator do they talk about? Yeah, it's always Terminator 2. Dark Fate. <laughs> Shut up, Cole. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. But no, they, they talk about it. It's always Terminator 2. Terminator 2 is one of the best sequels I've made. Uh, always, everybody always references. When people, when people talk about Aliens. Or the Alien franchise. Which one do they go to first? Prometheus. Alien cubed. Aliens. Most people talk about aliens. I preferred aliens. Did you guys know? Did you guys know that he wrote and I'm pretty I'm pretty sure he directed as well Rambo 2, which is actually one of the stronger Rambo movies. His first feature ever was a sequel, Piranha 2. Like, it, I'm sure it's not good because it's a fucking Piranha movie. But his, like, imagine that dude making Titanic 2. Titanic 2 would blow Titanic out of the water. The dude can only make sequels. They made a Titanic 2, didn't they? No. I feel like they did. There's rumors of it. Okay. <laughs> Which, oh. I don't know. I don't know, man. It do. just seems like... <laughs> It seems like every really good sequel that everyone talks about, James Cameron's name's on it. And it's it it's funny that like the two of the biggest movie sci-fi movies of I would say of all time, really, Aliens and Terminator 2 have his name all over it. So that kind of gives like I hate Avatar. I think it's an atrocious piece of shit. It's but Avatar awful. 2 might have potential. There was a Titanic 2 made in uh 2010. I don't oh, think God. it's anybody connected to the first movie. Probably but not. It's a cruise liner set sail on the hundredth anniversary of the Titanic's doom maiden voyage. When a tsunami hurls an iceberg into the ship's path, the crew and passengers struggle to avoid suffering the same fate as their predecessors. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson shows up on a helicopter, San Andreas four. <laughs> I want to watch this now. <laughs> but no, man, I watching that movie last night again for the first time in probably like a good probably five years, to be honest with you. 
it very much like sure there's some effects that don't age well but most it's like one percent out of like 99 percent of the movie that doesn't age well as far as effects go and like it's a movie you can show your kids 30 years down the road and i still think it would hold up and they'd be like yeah i can understand why people love this movie yeah that part where uh sarah connor has her uh like nightmare thing of the atom bomb going off it's her twin sister was it yeah, Linda Hamilton has a twin sister. Oh, so okay. for that, I thought you meant it was Sarah Connors. <laughs> I didn't know she. Had oh no, <laughs> yeah. So she has a twin sister. So she played the Sarah Connor that is the mother to John Connor. Okay. Gotcha. And then she played herself. And then the scene where the T one thousand turned into her was also her. I was just gonna say, I love that you can tell that it's like little like toy cars and models and stuff like that that are all like yeah and blow up. <laughs> but I read, I swear, I read something like a couple of years ago that like. A scientist watched that scene and was like, yeah, this is, the bomb went off like that. This is pretty accurate of how it would look. Oh, yeah. I, I totally believe it was accurate. And I'm like, I just that, love that you can tell and that's little, scary like, micro machines and stuff. <laughs> but I, that, I miss that form of movie making, man. Like, the uh, the thing that I showed you guys last night about uh, James Cameron being involved with Escape from New York. Um, have you ever seen it? Any of you guys? No. No. So they show, like, a grid of New York City on like a computer screen and it's literally like a black background and the grid is made out of green like a neon green color it's Mm -hmm. literally what james cameron's job was to basically paint white tape that neon color and then take the camera and pan over it slowly almost like they do because if you if you know uh your movie history you know the crawl for star wars is like essentially painted on a big thing of glass yeah and then they do it backwards from the top down so when they do it in the movie it goes up like that um but yeah so that's basically what he did for escape from new york to do like the grid layout scenes Mm -hmm. and colored it and i'm like so like some of my favorite imagery from one of my favorite movies is made by fucking james cameron like that's cool as hell nice (laughs) and i don't really like like james cameron isn't like there's directors that I like, but James Cameron doesn't ever come up in that conversation. But like the things that he's been able to do for the film industry and just like science, sci-fi in general, like you got to give that man all the credit that he deserves, even if Avatar sucks. Yeah, he's he's a great director. I just I'm not a big fan of everything. I he can't does. think of him about thinking about South Park episode. He did it. lose a lot of my respect for um his comments on the first wonder woman like he just basically trashed it and i'm like bro you made two movies where the the protagonist are two of the biggest badass females of all time and you're gonna shit on a movie that essentially plays homage to you by having a character be a badass female like come on joe looks like you got something to say yeah what you got amazing i'm gonna i'm gonna end this man's career Right fucking now. <laughs> Who? James Cameron. Oh. <laughs> I'm cool with that. I thought you were in my career. I'm like, man, this is a regular episode. What career? <laughs> Boom, roasted. <laughs> Good job. So, it's been a while since I watched Terminator 2. Well, I think I, I watched hope it. Not. I hope you just watched it. I think I watched it a couple 
well, well, I watched it this past weekend, but I think I watched it maybe a couple months ago before. But watching it again, it is not that great of a fucking sequel. I don't understand mm-hmm. how people can keep have that as one of the best sequels of all time. There's limited uh, dialogue in like in the first maybe 30 minutes of the movie up until we get to the mall. It doesn't and need it. Doesn't need dialogue. Yeah, doesn't need yes. Music. It kind of, if I feel like it just drops you in the middle of something. I'm like, okay, I know what's going on. I get it. And the opening with like, 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 like Brady said with the, with like, you can tell like they're toys or like micro machines. That's cool. I, I, I get it. I dig it. But I'm like, you're not, you're just going to drop it and you're giving me the same shit as the first one. But now you're adding a second guy. I'm like, okay, whatever. It, cool action. I'm like, okay, it's cool. We're progressing the story again. But I feel like, you know, there's, you can build the story a bit more. And then, oh, yeah, I got sent back to save your ass. Uh, there's another guy coming to try to kill you now. Uh, here I am again. And I was like, okay, it's all right. But it's just like, I don't, I don't think of it as that good as a, that good of a sequel. And that goes back to me thinking about like what Brady was saying about James Cameron is only good at sequels. He did the first Terminator and the first Terminator was more, I would say more sci-fi horror. And then the part two is more straight sci-fi action. But this guy, all he has is sequels. Like you said, he has aliens and he has Terminator 2. Consensus, we don't like Avatar. Titanic, good movie. Other than that, he just has sequels that were that are the big name stuff. To me, the man is just a fucking oceanographer with a shit ton of money who can write a you know, couple good sequels. And that's yeah, all he has going for him. <laughs> and that's all he has going for him. Yeah, I mean, so look, I I'm, like, I'm not saying he's no, good no, for no. That. I, I get, I get, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, but I was like, this isn't as good as a sequel as people make it out to be. So I'm I made a list. That. So I made a list of better sequels, in my opinion. And oh, I'm gonna go. censor this entire part. No, 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 just no, no. <laughs> I, I got 14 movies that are better sequels. I don't think anybody here is claiming it's the best sequel. It's just one. I was reading up on, like, I was reading up on it. And everyone, everyone had it as like top five sequel. That's why I said nobody here is claiming. Yeah, but I was just like, how? (laughs) Like, I don't, I don't see how. And like, I look at, and like, like Brady was saying, when you think of the Terminator series, what do you think of? Part two. But because, you know, there was, I would say, because there's such a big gap between the first one and the Terminator two. And the first one's more, like I said, horror, kind of sci-fi horror. So you kind of forget about that one. Everyone focuses on, on Terminator 2 because that was the big one. But other than that, if you look at the rest of the Terminator movies, they're not really that great. Rise of Machines? Meh. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> uh, Genesis, the one that had uh, Christian Bale, right? He was in that one? No. Gen- Genesis Salvation. was... Salvation. Okay. Genesis Salvation. was uh, Emily Clark. It was their basically repainting of yeah, the first right. two okay. movies. That's right, yeah. Uh, Salvation. Salvation was awful. <laughs> yeah, awful. Salvation was terrible, but you yeah. also get the awesome meme yeah, of Christian the Bale. Franchise yelling, isn't that great? It banks off a of Terminator Two from '91, and you're banking off of that. So I was like, yeah, but like in a reading, like reading in, as I was reading more and more into it, like I was like, I don't understand. People can 
can hold this movie so high, like in regard, because they were like, oh yeah, top five, top five. I'm like, I don't get it. All right. I don't Read see your it. list, and then we'll get into my hot take. Okay. That I mentioned earlier. There's no specific order, but by chance, probably, probably the best sequel is was the, was the first one I wrote down, The Godfather Part Two. This guy in the, to say don't, two don't like it or not. No, and see, not, not just for me. No, I was just. It's <laughs> not shocking that sequel. you wrote down The Godfather. Like it's it's with you. It's always Lord of the Rings, The Godfather. <laughs> Godfather's fucking Part Two is. Fucking Look, I, I can't I can't shit on it because I've never seen it and it's one you that I really really yeah. want to see. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna watch them this year. Anyway, Cole shit on this one. I'll be in the Dark Knight. Cole shit on this one. The Dark Knight. Dark Knight was amazing. <laughs> Cole doesn't I'll like it because he's a Keaton fan. It's not my favorite, but it's good. Okay. Now I'm gonna mention because I have to. Like you said, Two Towers and the Return of the King from Lord of the Rings. There's only one. one return. Okay. You gotta pick they're one. Both, they're both sequels. Go fuck yourself. No, one's and, a, one is a threequel. Okay, fine. Return of the King. Only one return. It's not of the King. It's of the Jedi. Anyway, anyway. Um, speaking of Jedi, sequel, Empire. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I agree. Endgame. Yeah. Now, you know that how one's I feel hard. about Marvel, so I don't give a shit. But as, as well as it was done story-wise, if you took it away from being a superhero movie, pretty fucking well done. Culmination but of the entire, can you really culmination can, of the story from the first part from its first part? Good. Okay, I see. Okay, I can okay. I was I was thinking as like I'm the not, Avenger because no, there's four I'm Avengers not, films. I was thinking about, Avengers as a whole. No, like I'm, I'm not, not thinking all MCU. For, I was trying to think just the four Avengers yeah. films, but I see where you're going because technically you have I'm Avengers and you have Age of Ultron, game. which are kind of like seek like their own standalone each other. films. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then for sure, in game and Infinity, Infinity War, War. R2. So yeah, okay, I'll give you that. I'll focus yeah, on I just those two. Okay. Aliens, which of course another James Cameron. Eons better to me. The reason Aliens is so damn good is because it's literally the, the the best haunted house horror movie ever made. Bill Paxton, game over, man. Game over. <laughs> um which right. that was an improvised line. Yeah, it was. Which made it even better. <laughs> Toy Story 2. There you go. Cole's back great, in it. <laughs> great. Yeah, Cole's back. Cole's like, I'm back, baby. Great fucking sequel. You know, wait, uh, Toy Story. Wayne, is that the one where they introduce like Jesse and the yeah. yes. Spectre guy? Yeah. God damn, that one is so good. Oh my God. It's a the dark scene, movie. I loved it. The it scene really is. Where the, the scene where the, the, the old man comes to restore Woody and he's like, he's cleaning them up. He's I love that them. scene so it's much. Such a great fucking scene. Crazy. I look forward to that scene. Every time I watch that movie, a lot of it's good so good. It's tedious. The detail, that's like peak Pixar right there. Especially for being like pre-Incredibles, where like the animation like really took a step up. Yeah, like, complete. And, and Wayne Knight, also... Wayne Knight as Al, phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's why yeah. he loves it right there. That's the truth. No, I mean because he, Seinfeld. He's, he's like, this was before I even started watching Seinfeld. <laughs> I like I love I, I love Al before that, but I you and know just Wayne and Knight then, went on to voice Zerg in the Buzz Lightyear cartoon. Did he? Oh yeah, yes, he, did. he did. I didn't know that. Holy shit! Right. You just like unlocked a memory in my brain, Cole. Moving on. <laughs> Mad Max Fury Road. Never saw it. Never seen any of those. Okay, not so a sequel. Played the game, but kind you know. of like a reboot no. sequel. It's a reboot. It's not a sequel to anything. 
Okay. It's not I'll a sequel to Thunderdome or anyone. People were listening as a sequel because I was kind of on the fence about it. And they're like, they're listening as a sequel. I was like, mm, okay, I'll put it on there just to be whatever. It's for sure a reboot. Yeah, okay. Definitely Hollows Part 2. The end, the end of Harry Potter. Like I said, if you're focusing on just one and two, not the rest of the thing, just one and two. Culmination of yeah, all that's, that. that's like the in-game. Yeah, same thing as in-game. So. In the game. Um, part one separately, I do not care for, but book, but putting it together with two, yeah, yeah. Uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah. You can't that's fucking tell me that's that's so fucking what it, so much better than the first one. <laughs> yeah, so much better. Great. I will movie. say that was the first for me. That was the first MCU movie that I saw in theaters that I walked out of going, not that bad. I really enjoyed it. That's probably my, my favorite my favorite MC movie because it feels more like a spy movie. Yeah. Well, that's a good. That's the thing about yeah. it's separate the fun itself, part it's about the Captain America from a movies, movie. Yeah. Is the fact that like it's almost like the Mandalorian, where each thing is a different theme. The first one is definitely like a World War II movie, mm-hmm. and the second one is a spy movie, mm-hmm. and then Civil War is more superhero adjacent than anything. It's better than the first one. I don't. I don't think it's as good as most people say it is, but it's good. I don't hate it. Again, it's you're not comedi- gonna make my. T- it's not gonna make my. You're, top you're a comedian, director, graduate from a film school. So. Shut up. <laughs> he's like shit. He's right. <laughs> uh, I put this one on there, but if you're gonna if you're gonna give me the same, uh, the same reasoning like, as I did Two Towers and Return of the King, I put Goblet of Fire, Harry Potter. That's the second best one, but yes. I don't don't know, man. If if you're having me choose, I personally would choose Goblet of Fire because that was my favorite one. That's fair. That's my second favorite book. I guess, yeah, when you look at it as a franchise, you can do that, yeah. Yeah, because you did did that with with Return of the King and and Two Towers. I I listed Goblet of Fire and Hollows Part 2. I choose Goblet of Fire because it's the return of Voldemort. We see the death of a of a beloved character. You know, my, it's, boy. Oh, my boy, yeah. Boy. I choose Goblet of Fire. Uh, Star right. Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan. Now, Star Trek movies haven't been historically great, uh, except for the newer ones with J.J. Abrams. I got you, Cole. Uh, I love those movies. I, I enjoy the older movies because they're not they don't necessarily rely on a lot of action. They rely on more of story. Yeah. But Wrath of Khan is like one of those like principal, like staple great it's, sci-fi movies. I need it's to watch like, Wrath of Khan. I really do. It's just like Terminator 2, where like whenever you reference Star Trek, you're referencing Wrath of Khan pretty much. It's yeah, because you don't think about Star Trek the motion picture. Yeah. You know, I see I think of I think of like the the Patrick Stewart ones, you know, when when that crew is in the movies. I think of those ones. I'd enjoy those ones. Um, I think of Chris Pine. Of course you do. Anyway, last one, and this is this is a weird one because of how it's it's like a technically it's a it's a it's a sequel. Um, the Silence of the Lambs. It's technically okay. a sequel to the, mov- the movie. Uh, Red Dragon, but which was Manhunter, but it was considered a flop, so they recast yeah, they it. Did they did Manhunter. Recast Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, never knew that yeah. was a sequel. Yeah, okay. the, so they recasted uh, Lecter to be Anthony Hopkins, and then they put out Sons of the Lambs. 
Manhunter came out first, which was the the Red Dragon, like the first Red Dragon book. And they're like, well, shit, like we want to do another the next book. So they recasted the guy who was playing Hannibal Lecter and they moved it to uh, Anthony Hopkins. And then they put out Sons of the Lands, which became a big fucking hit. Then later on, uh, Red Dragon is basically a reboot of Manhunter. And that was them kind of bringing everything back, uh, circle around. You sure they didn't make Red Dragon first? No, Manhunter came out first. Then it was no, no, no. I mean, Lines. like when they decided to reboot it, because Red Dragon doesn't have Anthony Hopkins in it at all, but it does have uh, Ralph Fiennes in it. He plays like the the guy with the tattoos. He's in it too, but he's not Hopkins. in Silence with Williams. No, Anthony Hopkins. Hopkins? Is in- yeah, he's well, like right Dragon. at the very end, right? Yeah. Because okay. Red, Dragon, Red Dragon came out in 2002. Oh, Silence of the Lambs was like 1990-something. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Red, okay. Red Dragon was their, was their attempt to kind of to bring back Manhunter to make that re- relevant again. Okay, Because okay, it was such I a flaw. Yeah. But yeah, I honestly like, that was my list, but like I said, just because like, I'm, watching, I'm watching Terminator 2 and I was like, it's good, but not as great as people made it out to be. And like I said, not y'all guys, but like, like as i was reading up on it to kind of get some you know back information on it yeah i don't see how it's that great the way i look at it is in terms of like direct sequels which like we yeah we kind of got into this like you talking about uh goblet of fire uh return of the king stuff like that those are all franchises like there's multiple movies more than just two or three or whatever like uh and they're all based off of stuff that's already been written down and stuff like that terminator is its own original ip pretty much right like it's not based off of anything i don't think no it's not yeah so i i think that's what they mean when they go like whenever they're talking about it being one of like the best sequels yeah i see where tyler's coming from i see where tyler's coming from okay in that case yeah that's like that's like if you go and i know it's if you okay, so let's say we're back in like the the 80s when this happened, but like the direct the directness of literally the fact that Halloween two takes place technically the same night as the first movie, even though it's like years later, like that was considered a direct sequel at the time, and then they franchised it from there. Yeah. But like, yeah, I get I get I get where Tyler's coming from. Like when the internet says you know greatest sequel of all time, most most of the internet is on there arguing about shit but and i don't think a lot of them are like super film junkies like we are so like that greatest of all like sequel of all time is a very loose term and most likely means direct like right after almost so yeah i get i get i get both sides of the argument i get the the side that tyler just brought up but i also get kind of where joe comes from where like yeah same here you you get so many people saying one thing that like you watch and be like yeah i can see that and you just go with it so like it's interesting to hear like like i love that you came in with that because yeah the fact that like not all of us are like yeah this movie is great and like i'm not like even tyler and i touched a little bit by saying some of the effects don't age well but like yeah they don't story-wise it is it's clunky i but but like i said like what four or five episodes ago it's when we were talking about like sci-fi movies back then too 
there is no such thing as a perfect sci-fi movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, I totally get that. But like for me, I feel like like even to this day, like James Cameron just relies on his name and the amount of money he has yeah. to make a great movie. You know it hurt him when he had to write that letter to Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like and he's probably and to trying me, to do it again because he has to like, go do it I, again. I looked like I looked him up. Like I looked up his like like all his, his movies. All his filmography on Wikipedia is short. It's short. He actually and like five of them are Avatar movies. movies that haven't been yeah. made yet. Yeah. It was listen like all the Avatar movies, uh, Titanic, Judgment Day, and uh, the Abyss. I like the Abyss. The Abyss was interesting, uh, but that it, like that just rounded me out to the fact that he's not a director. He's a fucking ocean documentarian who makes movies and you know when he has. He's an a idea. special effects guy that was able to get behind the camera a few times. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's all it is. Because I'm looking at his movies and like, there's not a lot of big hits. Yeah, I've I've made the argument ever since Avatar came out that the only reason it did so well was because it was like the first one to do that real D 3D thing. Yeah, they they were banking off the idea of real D 3D, and everyone's like, "Ooh, a 3D movie that looks like kind of cool." Works. That's the only. You want to know when I watched Avatar? What I watched it two years after it came after it was in theaters, because it be was forced forcefully pre-installed on a cell phone i got <laughs> and i literally took the avatar experience I, so i want i literally i it, it took and the, this is what pissed me off is like it, at the time we are in 2021 so like the gigabyte storage is very little at the time yeah like something like maybe eight to 12 gigabytes on this phone and And half of it's taken up by fucking avatar luckily me being tech savvy i was able to hack the phone and delete it (laughs) but like you had to jump through some fun you couldn't you couldn't literally like you know long press it and take it off like that like i literally had to remove the sim card and like remove the memory card and then pop it back in there and then plug it into my without the sim card and then plug (laughs) plug it into my computer and go through like four fucking zip files to delete this fucking movie off my phone it's like when bono made us force listen to the new youtube right the youtube album album songs of innocence or whatever that sucks i mean i don't use apple but when that happened i was like that's a fucking shame yeah (laughs) at least at least on that one it was easy to delete like yeah. And, and if you did, if you didn't notice at the time, uh, like for the iTunes logo, you remember how it used to be like a silhouette of somebody? When that happened, it was a silhouette of Bono. It was always an Apple. No, there well there was like there was something the core like it would be like an like iTunes had a silhouette of somebody like it was always a music note or an Apple. Yeah, I don't know if it's on the app then, but there was always something, and then they changed it to Bono like with the microphone oh, instead. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's that sucks. Yeah. Oh, so, you know what? They might have been still doing those campaigns at the time where it's like a colorful background. Yeah, and just yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. A, a silhouette figure. Yeah, I think I think that's what it was. Yeah. Um, um but yeah, no, I think, man, I think just like, to round up kind of what I was like I was saying, like he he doesn't have as many great movies as people kind of make him out to be because like I feel like when when you see James Cameron's name, it's like, oh shit, it's fucking James Cameron, so it'd be a great movie. But he's banking off the sequels, like you said, like you said, Brady. He only makes good sequels. Mm-hmm. And but, but like like looking at his, we say that, like, but eh. looking at his his only original movie is Avatar. Yeah, he, his first big feature, his first feature ever as a director, was a sequel 
to a movie about man eating fish. Well, he well he. I don't know if he I don't know if he wrote the first Terminator, but he directed the first Terminator too, as well. He's very yeah. good. At, he wrote it, but he didn't he direct wrote, it. I don't think he didn't direct it. Okay, maybe they listened no. the wrong then. He's very good at innovating film technology, but I don't think it always makes for the best movies. Like with Avatar, with the real D four or three D stuff, uh, Titanic having the three fourth scale ship and stuff like that. Like he does these big things that are big for the film industry. But he directed just... the first Terminator. Okay. See, I was but like, no, he directed it. Yeah. I just, it um, doesn't always make for a great movie. In yeah. And that's the, I think he just got lucky. And the other thing, too, yeah. like, you got to realize, you, you guys know why he was able to make Titanic, right? Or why he wanted to make Titanic in the first place, right? So, it could have you ever heard this story? No. Yes, no. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So he, he always, he's, so he he's always, <laughs> you see, he's that's always that's wanted to explore. It wasn't even to make like the the idea of making a, a movie about the Titanic uh, issue was never in his mind. He wanted a studio to basically fund a vanity project for him of going underwater to explore the ruins. And they were like, no, we're not going to do that. And that's why he said he's just but an oceanographer you, who wants to make yeah, movies. Yeah. If, if you cast, you know, if you make a movie, we'll give you the money to go do it. Yeah. So that's why you do get the scenes of like Bill Paxton's character and all that essentially playing James Cameron, right? exploring the ruins of Titanic. But there is a world, there is a universe out there where a studio is saying, yeah, we'll just give you money to go, you know, have fun in the ocean all you want. Like, it, 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 like Adam Sandler does that too. Like Adam Sandler no longer makes movies to make money. He literally has said on record, I make movies so I can take my friends and my family on vacations. Yep. Yeah. I was yeah. I was gonna make that same comparison. But at least honestly. Adam Sandler, at least Adam Sandler m- makes good movies while he's you know, doing it. And to go back, go back to the to, to the Cameron Titanic thing. If you watch the Abyss, I mean, it's it's underwater. Is it a, it was like it's like it it's underwater. It's about aliens. And uh, oh, Ghost of like, the Abyss. What? No, it's just called the Abyss. There's Ghosts of the Abyss. Is there another one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ghosts of the oh. He literally has two movies with the word abyss. Oh, the abyss is 1989. It came out after Aliens. Yeah. And then there's Ghost of the Abyss. No, so the abyss is underwater. Just, I guess I just imagine him exploring the way he'd want to. And then he finally convinced the, you know, the, the studio who, who made Titanic for him to give him the money to go real, do, to, do, to really do the thing. We have gotten off so far off the beat. Oh, yeah. We've gone way far off track, but. We well, not really, because we're still talking. Yeah, we're still <laughs> talking about James Cameron. Yeah. Like I said, for me, I think he's just he's just gotten lucky because because of Avatar. Because if you, to me, he's not that great of a director to cement himself to be in that position as you know his movies should not have the set the record. They yeah, they claim that they have. I agree. Oh shit! That's a that's a. Uh... A movie he did that's an original movie, True Lies. That movie's amazing. Never seen it. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jamie Lee Curtis. It's that's Eraser. It's almost like Mr. Mrs. Smith, but not really. It's a really good movie. Um, 
he didn't direct Rambo 2, but he did write it. And honestly, Rambo 2 is not like a great sequel, but like the writing is very good in that movie. It has like, if you, I'm sure you probably haven't, but if you like, you've ever heard someone be like, Murdoch, I'm coming for you. That's where Ram, that's the Rambo it comes from. Like it very much, Rambo 1 is about PTSD from Vietnam and Rambo 2 is about going after the people that caused it. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. they send him <laughs> back out into the jungle and then like, he's like, fuck this, I'm coming to kill you instead. Because like, we go you're the reason I'm fucking fucked up right now. <laughs> Ram- oh, those Rambo movies are always, oh, the third one's okay. Uh, but like, and the last one is pretty much Home Alone with explosives. But <laughs> they're so fucking good. Like, I love Rambo. But I will say Rocky's better. Like a better franchise. There's a better sequel. Rocky 2. Which one's the Russian? Is that Rocky 4? Yeah, that's 4. Rocky Rocky 2 is the Apollo versus uh, Rocky Round 2. Yeah, yeah. We did it. 4 is my favorite one, though. If he dies, he dies. I like 3. I like the ending of... I think it's the ending of 3 where they have Apollo and Rocky go into the empty gym. And yeah. cut it right right before they punch each other. Because mm-hmm. then, then they reference it in Creed. They're like, I heard there was a third fight. You're like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, uh, you know, yeah, you know, there There's another good sequel, Creed 2. <laughs> Creed 2? I need to watch Creed 2. It's a direct right. sequel. And uh, as much as I love Creed, Creed 2 just packs, no pun intended, a very good emotional punch. <laughs> See, there's so many better sequels out there. All right, let's let's move on so we can wrap this shit up. All right, let me so my hot take. Oh, oh yeah, yeah let's, let's get, get that hot take, Bucko. Okay, good, that's good because I got to pull this list up anyway. So we need to go back talking about Terminator for a second. Now, before I begin, I want to preface this by saying I haven't seen Rise of the Machines. I haven't seen Salvation. I haven't seen Genesis. What's Rise of the this? Machines? Is that the TV show? No, that's the third one. So you're saying this pin's already invalid. That's the Probably. one with fucking Chris Hardwick in it and fucking that has the best scene ever of Arnold Schwarzenegger with a minigun and a fucking casket just blowing people away. There's a there's a pretty cool scene. I think they're like in a like in a giant garage and his like his like his sins kind of burnt off and he's saying something. He says, I am a machine. And I was like, oh yeah, that's a pretty cool scene. But anyway, go on, Cole. So I did, however, see Dark Fate, which was advertised as the direct sequel to 1 and 2, the the tagline being the day after Judgment Day. Okay. Yeah, I remember this movie, yeah. Yeah, I went and saw it. came out, like, what, a couple years ago? Yeah, it was, like, 2019, 2018. Okay. Yeah, they do. Dark Fate is, like, the supposed to be the direct sequel to Judgment Day. And has everyone here seen it like i don't want to no i haven't seen it i have no interest so uh, i saw it in i saw it in theaters but okay. could honestly forget it <laughs> i haven't seen it but I, I oh the I plot it, it's basically a redo of the first two movies but the, what they do in the beginning they start off um sarah connor and john they're chilling on the beach 
uh, Terminator comes out, Arnold comes out of the friggin' ocean. Or no, he, he, I think he's just casually on the beach. He walks up, kills John. This is like in the first like three minutes of the movie, just kills John. And then we, then we cut to black and then it's like, oh, we got this new savior that we're following. Here, here's, you know, a lot of people hated that. Here's my thing. This, you know, I get it. John's the savior. He, you know, he's the guy who's going to save everybody. This franchise, it's so, like, they, they kind of put themselves in, in a, in a hole there by having the whole judgment day thing. Oh, John's the savior and all that. I think, I think that killing John was a smart move. And I think it was the best thing they could have done to kind of move the franchise forward, even if they did just repeat the same movie again. I felt like it was a solid idea. The execution just could have been a little bit better. But, you know, people can call this what they can call, you know, Dark Fate is essentially the last Jedi of the Terminator franchise. That's essentially what it is. But it was also the first movie... In it was something a, like uh it was the first one James Cameron I think it was the first one he directed since two, I believe. No, he didn't direct it. The guy who directed it was the guy who directed Deadpool, but it was the first time a... it was the first time James Cameron touched Terminator because he yeah. wrote the screenplay That's since right. like Terminator 2. I knew he either directed or wrote it, yeah. But um you, you know, and there's some other stuff in there like they actually, they, and I don't know if they did this in any of the other sequels, but they humanized the Terminator. Like they, they had him like start a life, a life where he has a wife and a son, and he ha- he has a drape business. I'm Carl. I do drapes, and it's so weird. But it's like, this is kind of refreshing. It's oh, what? <laughs> I I don't know. I I just like I'm like this is it's something interesting. It's something different. And I get that people don't like it. I get it. To me, I was like, okay, this is intriguing. You know, this is... But... I might just watch it now. Like, that just sounds weird enough for me to actually, like, watch it. It's so weird. Hello, hi, you. Do you need some... uh, Do you need curtains for your home? (laughs) No, it's literally... Like, there's a whole conversation where he's like, yeah, you... um." This guy's talking about like he wanted uh, to put a certain color in his daughter's room, and he, no, I told him you need you need butterflies, flowers. And I'm just like, what what is what is this nonsense? Yeah, like Arnold's role in this movie is basically like Sarah essentially trained him to not necessarily be human, just like live within society and essentially protect her for the rest of her life kind of deal like that's his role in this movie and like there's also like a scene she tries to ki- kill him at one point for killing John. where like yeah uh but there's also like a scene where they're in like the new version of skynet and like they have a, like him fight his body double this makes me yeah. think of that family guy joke where it was like uh was it aladdin for jafar needs glasses <laughs> 
<laughs> that's what this movie like yes. sounds like to me. <laughs> so and they they literally have a it's kind of a, a it's similar to the T one thousand. They have this thing called the Rev nine hundred. This dude's got like spiky spiky like things. He's got swords on both hands, and he's turning into all this different shit, and he's walking around like half melted and. It's very reminiscent of the first two movies, especially Judgment Day. That but whole it, scene where the T-1000 I, dies was nightmare fuel, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> like, this, starting from, like, the grenade blowing him up, and he's just like, and then he falls into the lava and just keeps, like... See, that part up. right there with the grenade uh, blows him up, like, I saw that, and I was like, that was another one of those scenes where I was like, you could tell James Cameron worked around really good effect directors because that looks like a thing out of the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Which thing? The thing or the thing? The John Carpenter one. Ah, okay. But, uh, All right. That, so, that, was my yeah, hot, let's... that was my hot take. So It's a good take. I like it. It's a good take. <laughs> uh, warm. But I feel like <laughs> it's not as hot as you thought it was, but that's because... I, those movies well, the the franchise they they screwed themselves by making the franchise so weird yep. like not consistent at all well, like each movie is its own the, thing they, they shot that like foot immediately with the whole judgment day they, oh he's the savior i'm like okay well you can never really move past this now what do you like what do you uh do? so we were going to talk our last subject here is the oscar nom specifically the best picture nominations have been revealed and i'm gonna read them off real quick uh you have belfast coda which is uh ama or um, sorry an apple tv exclusive movie you have don't look up which is a netflix movie a movie called drive my car dune king richard licorice pizza nightmare alley the power of the dog and west side story so we're looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten movies there. I've heard, only heard of two of them. Was the tragedy <laughs> Macbeth not not listed for best picture? No, it wasn't. Okay, because Denzel got nominated for best actor for that movie. Yeah, he got not nominated for it, but but you I was uh, I, I, I did double check the best actor the best yeah, picture part. No, I just he, uh, but like uh, um, Dune itself has like ten not ten nominations, best picture being one of them, but. Mm-hmm. Damy Villamu or whatever his name is, the director, wasn't mm-hmm. nominated for best director, okay. which is a weird thing. But here's the thing: Dune is when I say when I say genre films specifically towards this podcast, because a lot of what we talk about is like Marvel movies and things like that. So when I say genre film, Dune kind of fits that 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 role. So like it's it, I was lukewarm on dune um so it's kind of cool to see it get a best best picture nomination but how many years out do you guys feel we are from getting a movie i'm just gonna say a movie like spider-man uh no way home in the best picture nominations because i really don't think we're that far out (laughs) it's gotta happen eventually like we're already like you know it's cool to see that like coda and don't look up and the power of the dog are all stream only movies. They aren't traditional theater released movies. So that's like we're we're already like there. Um, 
you know, of like Amazon and Netflix movies getting nominated. So when are we going to get these big, because here's the, here's the thing about the Oscars. I know the Oscars are pretty much a way for the actors and the directors to all pat themselves on the back and make themselves feel good about getting an award and all that. And I know there's some directors out there that like, they only make movies so they can get that nomination and there's some directors that are like, well, if it happens, if it happens, but that's not my goal in life. My goal in life is to make movies and have fun. Yeah. But when are they going to, when is the Academy going to look at the movies being released and be like, uh, fucking, um, what, okay, uh, the power of the dog or Coda or, or the best, the best one of all is Belfast. What average moviegoer is going to see that? Like, when are we going to get the average? And I'm not saying every movie needs to be nominated or anything like that. But when is the average moviegoer movie going to finally get nominated? I I really don't think we're that far out. Like, it's it's political in a sense. Like, I compare it to, like, baseball writers with the Hall of Fame and stuff like that. You still have a bunch of old people who have this way of thinking that it has to be this way. And I assume the Academy is pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Like, that's uh, what the Academy, the Academy is. It's a bunch of old heads who Kevin Smith's part of it. It's, it's basically, well, you have to, but anybody has, that signs up, but you are right. It, it is a bunch of old people, but the, it's a lot of there. It does need a refreshment of like newer yeah. directors signing up to look right. at these movies. Yeah. But I, I, don't they have a limitation uh, of how many people can be in the, be in the voting I'm not sure. Like, I know he's, I've heard Kevin Smith talk about it and he hasn't gone into a lot of detail, but essentially they just send him a bunch of movies throughout the year and then they write in, which he doesn't, from what I can tell, he doesn't actively vote with them. Like, he just watches the movies. Because, but I, like, I think it's cool that we're getting like streaming movies, like, specifically yeah. they were streaming only like nominated. Yeah. I don't think we're very far because we were pretty fucking close when it came to Logan. Yeah. In 2017, Logan almost got a Best Picture nomination. They were pushing for it because it did not feel like a superhero movie or like a comic book movie. They were really pushing for that movie to be a Best Picture because it did not feel that way. And it it was just so well done. You forget that he, you forget that he's Wolverine you see him as you know a man named logan who is a mutant and you know he's dealing with the you know with uh with xavier getting old essentially kind of getting like i guess like dementia so he has to leave him in you know a metal shelter so he's having to deal with you know someone with medical issues you know like that fury road was nominated for best picture fury road yeah was it well, yeah. What year was that? That was 2015. Yeah. Okay. So I guess that, but it's like they they do that and then they jump right back off of it. It's like yeah, it's like they give you that one, but you know, like you know, like they say, oh hey, check it out, look, we'll, we'll nominate this, but then they give you no votes for it. You know what I mean? It's because it's the you know the academy is primarily older people who are like that's not cinema. This is cinema. Yeah, it's the the Scorseses and all of that who think films have to be done a certain way. Like, yeah, 
this is how it is which you know a a lot older you know i really enjoy scorsese but a lot of the stuff he's been seeing lately i'm like eh, come on guy yeah but yeah we're gonna have younger directors and people in the film industry like getting in on that and then i think i think we're closer to having that happen than we think because and like you said you know when is when are the movies for the average movie goer going to be the ones nominated because you can't sit here and tell me uh end game was that wasn't the best fucking movie that came out the year it came out yeah (laughs) or here's a good one you can't tell me a good one was better than that one that year yeah i actually like this movie i think it's a really good movie uh joker the Joaquin Phoenix one? Oh yeah, that was another phenomenal. Pretty good. Movie. It was it was nominated for best actor and best original score, but um, I guess it was nominated. It received overall eleven nominations, including best picture, um, breaking the record of eight held by The Dark Knight for most nominations received by a film based on a comic book. Okay, that was my next thing because like I'll like I was gonna bring that up too like. I think they just have to get to the, like the ones that are nominated. If you think about it, they're the are ones artsy. That, they're yeah. artsy and they don't feel like a superhero movie because the Dark Knight, yes, it's based on Batman and stuff like that. But it, though that trilogy feels like it could be a real fucking thing, yeah, because of how they portray it. It can be and, a real. F- go but, ahead. Sorry, sorry. No, I didn't. My point, uh, my point is that the fact that like Joker is literally a Martin Scorsese film, as in Taxi Driver, mixed yeah, with, I think another one by him, which is Kings of Comedy. Yeah, it's not, it's not Joker, the you know, the clown prince we all know. It's, it's a man who has like you know mental issues, who is acting out essentially, and we're watching the. You know, we're watching a political war start between the poor and the rich in a in a town that you know the tension is so fucking high you can feel it. So then it that brings me like to I'm this. Watching, yeah, it doesn't feel like I'm watching Joker, you know, prance around with bombs and stuff like that. I'm watching a city implode. So that brings me to this. Let's what oh okay, you have you're in the academy, you can only nominate five. What are your five? And they, they have to be Fuck it. They all have to be comic book movies. What are your five comic book movies you would nominate for best of all time? Yeah, of all time. Because that makes it easier to pick. Do they have to be comic books? Or like could I nominate like like a sci-fi, like Dune? Like a you like genre, like yeah, you can do like Dune and shit, like or Harry Potter and shit like that. Uh but like Logan. Logan would be one, but like I know technically Snyder, but the Snyder cut could be considered a movie that came out last year. So, or mm-hmm. in 2020 or whenever it came out. So why, like, I feel like that's an artsy enough film that why didn't that get a nomination, you know? Yeah. So what would your five be? Your five genre films of like comic book, nerdy shit, like things like that. You can't pick, you can't pick artsy films like fucking, uh, licorice pizza and things like that i feel like this should be a different podcast <laughs> that's a different podcast yeah because that, that's no, be we'll think about it we'll come back next yeah, week we'll come back next week we've been going for four hours <laughs> but no i mean like but out of all that chat, list that we can we can think about it because yeah that's a tough out one. of all that list there though i've seen two of those movies 
Um, and I only have the interest in seeing two other ones on that list. Run it, run yeah, it down I've, again. I, Belfast, which I have no interest in. Nope. Coda, which Nothing I don't have Apple TV, so I'll never watch it. Nope. Don't look up. I heard mixed things about, and I, I'm I check Adam, it out. Adam, yeah, Adam McKay. I'm fifty-fifty on. Yeah, McKay, uh, but DiCaprio. That's all point. Uh, drive that's my one. car. Don't know. That's, yeah, that sounds like a terrible '80s song. Yeah. <laughs> Dune. I saw that in theaters. King Richard. I want to see. I want to see that one. I'm pretty sure it's coming back to HBO Max at the end of the month. Licorice Pizza, I saw. I really liked. It's not for everyone. I want to check it out because I know you said you liked it. So, uh, Nightmare Alley, I want to check out. I want to check out that one. The Power of the Dog. It has a Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch in it, and it's a Netflix movie. Check it out. Okay, I heard it's good. Um, West Side Story. Nope. Steven Spielberg. Me. Don't really have an interest in it at all. Is it based off like the musical or it is it's a musical. like a remake of the musical? Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I've, I've only heard a third of like three of those. I haven't seen any of them. I really wanted to see Dune. I just never actually got around to doing it. So of and those then, six, I've only seen Dune's only supposed saw... to be on HBO Max again at the end of the month, I believe too. Yeah. Uh, out of that list, six of them I want to watch or have seen, but I've only seen one of them. So what does that tell you? I don't, it just seems like I know they're out of touch and all that, but you gotta like, there's hundreds of movies released a year. You can't tell me 10 super artsy films are the only ones you're watching that whole year. Yeah. Cause you know honestly, I mean? like, who watches them? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, I'll go out of my way to go watch some of these things, but in a movie average... like Belfast is only in theaters for two weeks just to get that nomination. Yeah. And it's like, come on. And then it's $40 on Amazon the next week. You know what I mean? <laughs> We'll think about that. We'll come back to that. That'll be that'll be like a starting point for the next episode. So upcoming movies, you know, I'll talk about this after I end this actually. But yeah, that's that's our Terminator Be Kind Rewind episode. Be Kind Rewind episode two. Uh this was a fun episode. I really had fun with this episode. Yeah, it was a good episode. It was yeah, packed. Was two hours. Packed. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> All right. Uh for Moviecation, I've been Brady. I've been Cole. I'm Joe. I'm Tyler. Do 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 do. No 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 no. Hasta la vista, baby.